Hi, this is uh, Dr. Alan Edwards. I'm uh, Natasha's father, and I've never listened to None Taken. Perfect. <laughs> Did you hear the news this weekend uh, coming out about Barack Obama? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Something about that he uh, dreamed about um, ma- having male lovers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Honestly, I think he was, so I think he was talking to some, he was like, these are, these are letters to an ex of his or someone he was interested in. Right. Yeah. And I don't really know the context because. Me either. But I've seen people talking about it saying that it was like, she was bisexual and he was like trying to. Oh. Like. Be like, you and me are the same. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Interesting. But I don't know nothing about it. I just saw it quickly in passing. Didn't really take much of it I just whatever yeah imagine if it said trump you'd probably look at it more right <laughs> about his sex like i don't know yeah. maybe what if it said he was getting peed on by straight women <laughs> well melania already told us that's not true oh, so. right because he's a germaphobe yeah, um, this wasn't where i was going with this let me play this oh, okay. uh, this will be our opening sound it's about barack obama green light to airstrike the location confirming location it's about obama it's about drone strikes Location has been airstroke. Affirmative. Did you say airstroke? Yes, sir. Location has been airstroke. It'd be airstriked. The past tense of airstrike is airstriked. Oh. So you'd think so, but it's actually airstroke. You know what? I think he's right. It'd be double past tense. We air. We striked them. No, we stroked them, sir. We stroked the enemy. We're not stroking the enemy. <laughs> we did a military operation and we stroked the enemy in the night. No! We did not stroke the enemy in the night. I'm not saying... Hi, Mr. President. Yeah, we stroked the enemy last night. We stroked them so hard, Mr. President, that they all fucking die. I'm not saying that shit. Okay, I see where you're... We'll go with strike. Airstriked. We airstriked them. Okay. Confirming we airstriked the school 100 children dead. Ah, Don't let me in this damn house. (laughs) Serious about Barack Obama. Yeah, one, two, three. (laughs) All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to Not Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. Time of this recording, well, I'm on call, so today's Monday. You'll hear this on Wednesday. We're going to do the second half tomorrow. That's too much. Too much kimono open. Uh, Coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California, here to recap another uh, week of current events and uh, probably a bit of our tragic personal life. Tends to be what we do. Hey, you want to help the show out? Head over to EdipalArraignments.com. Arraignments, as in our former president's favorite pastime. Edipal, as in you and your mom. Your mom. 
buddies because it's only men that listen. No girls allowed here. And if you uh, still want to help out people that like us, you can go over to slickitsdigital.com who tacitly endorses everything said on here. Uh, <laughs> there's other things to tell you about, but come on, you're here. We're, 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 we're queer. Let's, uh, we're not going skiing, whatever the chance are. Uh, Alan, what is up? <laughs> what is up, everybody? Wow, that intro was all we were all over the place here. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, I had a pretty good week, but to be honest, not a lot to talk about in my personal life. I do. Um, I, I know. I see that. So. What did you get up to, bud? <laughs> uh, so I forgot to talk about this on the Friday show. Uh, when, when, probably because I was so flustered from not recording our interview. I'm still kicking myself over that. Mm. Anyway, um, so on Wednesday, we went to the Black Keys did a record release. They've, they've been putting out, this is like their third record this year, I swear. Like they put out really? so many, re- yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not three, but um, in the, at least in the last two years, I think it's their third record. That. And and this one's a little bit different. It's like a compilation album with a bunch of like blues singers that are oh, cool. sort of like from the Delta all the way up here. I think I think a lot of them live in Nashville, um, and so they did the record release here in Nashville, which I'm glad they did because they recorded an album in Nashville and then they did a U.S. tour and they were stopping everywhere except Nashville. It's like this is where the oh, no. music's at. Like I get it. Yeah. Like you know nobody really likes you guys, but like you know some people like you. I don't know. I'm torn on the Black Keys. Like musically, obviously they're very good, uh, but they are very catchy and poppy and sort mm-hmm. of like when we were younger we'd say sellouts. Um, and and then I heard somebody say this once, and it's tainted my uh, my affection for them ever since. They said they make music for guys that like EA Sports soundtracks. Oh no! Right? <laughs> that is that is wow. But isn't it like Gold on the Ceiling might as well be like the opening track when you put in like you know MLB Baseball right twenty twenty four or whatever. I, can see that. I used to like them a lot. The early stuff. Yeah. They did an album. They collabed with some rappers. Oh, that, that was, was great. Cool. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, yeah Wu Tang guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was very cool. Baddest Man Alive is my favorite on that. But th- mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, like Rubber Factory is awesome. Like you know, sure. it's great music. But they, yeah, they they kind of went away. I didn't from even their know they were still bit. making new stuff. I, I well, didn't. there's been some controversy with the drummer, which was funny because the the singer Dan Arbach, the he sings and plays guitar. He um he introduced like everybody in the band that was coming up because they. So here's the cool thing they did at the show. It was, there was, there was two opening acts, but all they did was just keep adding people onto the stage until they're mm-hmm. like, and hey, now we're the black keys, like with these other Fair, people. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So there was no like time in between was set up. They did a soundtrack. And then, so like the show started at eight and just kept rolling. That was nice. Uh, it was a Wednesday. It was over by 11. I was home in bed by 12, including stopping Perfect. for Taco Bell. The, um, I will say <laughs> the black keys attract a very peculiar crowd. Um, I think it's a lot of the people that I just white people that think they like the blues, but don't, you know? Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that good enough? Yeah. I think, I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need to talk about my concert viewing, but that it so much, but that was fun. Oh, there was a guy talking like the whole time at the beginning and like we had to turn around and shush him and like the people around us were really happy about it. And that guy, like he wouldn't shut up like during the intermission, he's like chance to talk again. I wanted to shush him during intermission. I guess there was a brief intermission. I did make a note. I hate people that do that. I know. Right. Same thing at like a comedy show. Like shut the fuck up. Dude. Dude, Natasha went to, right. Natasha, uh, I have this quick note about Natasha goes to the bathroom at this like big, it's a venue is called Brooklyn Bowl. So it's not like some like janky bathroom. It's a nice bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place. And she goes in the bathroom, it's pitch black and all the girls are in there with their cell phones out with lights on, like the power went out. 
And she's she's like, what's going on in here? They're like, the, the, the lights are out. We're just using our phones. And she's like, flicks the switch up. And they all thought she was like the Messiah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> you guys heard of light switches before? Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're good. Oh, you know what? I did have something kind of interesting happening in my personal life while I was there. Uh, not not there, but uh, uh, on. So, so they have the tomato festival they do uh, in East Nashville every year. It's um it's like live music and art vendors and stuff like that. It's called the Tomato Art Festival. Um it was it's always too hot. We're never going again, but we um we did well, like we were there for like 30 minutes. We're like that's it. We were going back to the car. While we were back in the car, um Natasha, so we snuck a bunch of beers in. They have beer vendors, but they like they won't let you walk in with an open container. And I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to have an open container on the street. You guys are stopping me here and not giving me a ticket. They're like, no, go out in the street and drink that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll drink it before I come in. Uh, but so Natasha had like four or five beers in her purse. And so I was carrying her purse while we were walking back to the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard this kid go to his mom point. It's like, say to his mom something. And like, you know, look, that man's wearing a purse. And she goes, and she goes, yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I was like, oh, well, that was a nice like moment to provide <laughs> oh, for nice that. progressive chi- moment. Chi- yeah, yeah, and that child got a nice little life lesson. Uh, <laughs> and then I got to, uh, we had some tacos, and it was kind of messy, and I wiped my face, and I looked down, and I wiped lipstick off my lips. And then I look at Natasha, and she's like, oh, yeah, when you kissed me earlier, my lipstick was all over you. And I'm like, I think, <laughs> that kid might, I think that kid might have saw a little bit more than me carrying a purse uh, and asking about it. That could have done it, <laughs> anyways, yes. Anyways. Uh, okay, little light on the comedy clips this week, um, I, which is fine, because I don't know if you noticed, but last week was a three-hour show. So uh, this one, Slickett sent yeah, in. Here. I have never heard of this lady before. I asked Brido if he knows her. He doesn't either. Holly Frost, Holly Frost Comedies, her Instagram handle. I thought this was hilarious. She's very comfortable and confident on stage. A lot of pornography, but you know, she consumes so- a lot of pornography. It didn't catch the beginning. There's so much, so much pornography now that I have to get extremely specific about it Kimberly. because I've gone to the edges and back. Pick that up. <laughs> so now I, I bring up the search bar and I go, "What am I in the mood for?" Okay, man and woman. Doggy style, maybe choking, and maybe they used to be friends. <laughs> and then her mom died. And they met up at the funeral after 15 years of not seeing each other. And they went to their old spot at the pier. And she looked at him, and he looked at her. And they finally kissed. Hard anal deep throat cum shot. <laughs> can... That's very. I haven't heard of her. No, yeah, it's no. very, very, very subtle. Funny. Very subtle. Yeah. Very subtle. Uh, and then this one's by me. Um, this is I'm not me, but this is uh, Marty. Marty DeRosa. Remember Marty oh, yeah. likes to party. Yeah, of course. I love Marty DeRosa. He's not famous enough. It drives me crazy. Um, I believe he has famous parents. I can't remember. Oh, I think I, I heard Brado talk about that before. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, you know what? He like you ever been to Chicago? Yes, only for work though. I didn't really get. To Have see you ever noticed that all the roads are named Ryan after the Ryan family, as in like ah. the former mayors before the dailies? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, he's in the he's he's in the Ryan family. Oh, maybe he's in the Daly okay. family. Either way, you wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Marty likes a party. Marty DeRosa. Uh, I don't know how much got clipped, but it says I'm going to have a couple of sips of my beer. Oh, this is a bit about like a trick comics use and a disappointment that comes up sometimes. Excellent. This is a fun thing of comedy. If you're bored at a show, right? Watch the comic with their beer because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll pick it up and sometimes they don't drink it. Right? And I just, I don't have time to drink it or to do it. A joke where they think that the punchline will be so big that they can take a sip, right? And you know the punchline in your head, you're like, this is going to be so good that I might be able to have like two full sips, right? And then you do your punchline and you're like, that's why I don't shop at Target. And then no one says anything and you just go, fuck! And you gotta go right back to the right. <laughs> it's just this look of like pick up the beer take your mouth set it right back down so like i'm yeah. always fucking looking for that now <laughs> little little hack little inside like comedy it. yeah i liked it too all right well uh this is a fucking record look at us we're already at our oh, segment oh, wow. wow it's uh it's a sprint Fight. this week yeah we'll see we'll see uh normally i take some time and uh call out some of these how about that's but right now we're just going with whatever's in the sheet because i'm not organized <laughs> uh ben wonders sent this in uh my note says vape oh i'm not going to spoil it i almost spoiled it okay all right it's a vape it's a vape joke hey man can i get a hit of your vape sure thanks I think he's busted, man. No, it works. Oh! <laughs> it's a nose trimmer. <laughs> Gross. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, we haven't played a, ch- a church clip in a little bit, have we? No. No, it's been a while. All right, I got a church clip for you. Uh, shout out to Jay Washington for making this. He, uh, Jay Washington, uh, go follow Mr. Jay Washington on Instagram, friend of Brido's, which makes him a friend of us. Uh, he does great. All of his stories are just a video with him doing a little like TikTok overlay where he like breaks it down. Uh, I'm not going to get to that phase of this video because the video itself is good enough. So here we go. We haven't done church for a while. This is a, this is a woman talking in front of the con- congregation. And I think she says she has like a list of 10 things that women can do something like that. Love the Lord with your whole heart. Love, respect, and appreciate your husband. Never be argumentative with him publicly. Not publicly. Have a little mouth and a deep throat. Learn to swallow pride. <laughs> oh, how about that? What? <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> good life advice. Uh, you know, church. I didn't know. <laughs> Some good <laughs> eggs there. Um yeah, I knew some girls like that in church, Alan. <laughs> Earmuffs. Um, you know, uh, I, I now's a good time to bring this up. Natasha pointed something out to me, and uh, I thought I'd make sure that I, uh, I say it on the show before I forget. I basically like to treat the show as, uh, oh, that's right. Okay, so Natasha started a new group chat with me and you in it, right? Right, yes. And the whole reason she wants to start, do you, did she tell you in the group chat why she made it? Yeah. She says that she could uh, talk shit about you when you, you know. <laughs> That's not quite how she means it. But she, she said she said she commiserates with you every week because of the right. amount of times where, like, I cut you off. And, and she's like, every week I just want to reach out to Alan and be like, I'm sorry. Or I know what, I know what you go through. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, all right, good point. And she's like, you know, the other thing, too, is you, you really, she said this to me. She's like, you really treat the show as an opportunity to come on and, like, continue an argument that me and you have had without her <laughs> having the opportunity to argue back. And I'm like, yes, it's exactly it you're just catching on now 
<laughs> I don't have anything to continue that with this week because we don't really argue that much, but I, I will. It'll involve driving. It's always driving. Sh- it's going to be fun, I'm it's sure. I'm looking fun. forward to this yeah. uh, group chat interactions here. Yeah. Oh, how about that? So let's see. Do you, ever, uh, do you ever see steam coming up out of the ground in San Francisco, like uh, downtown? Mm. You mean like out of the manhole cover? Yeah, is that one of those cities that does that? Occasionally. It's pretty rare. Yeah. I have seen it though, yes. Uh I think this is a song or this is a little song that a guy made. Uh and you you know like Tom Cardi with his Have You Checked Your Butthole song or um this one? Yes. I'm mm-hmm. a cunt. Okay. Tom Cardi. Um yeah. he uh so this guy kinda it's, it's sort of along those themes, but um it's a little absurd and you'll like it. So he's talking about the steam that comes out of the ground in New York City, and he's just like, how come nobody's concerned about this? Like, why doesn't anybody ask questions about this? This seems uh, just alarming. And uh, here, you'll hear. Also, I know what you're going to think towards the end of this. Did you really just play this for the saxophone solo? Yes, I played it for the saxophone solo. I'm a saxophone (laughs) player, so I like that. What the fuck is happening here? What is coming out of the ground? And why is everybody in the city acting like they aren't worried while they're walking around? Ever think that it might be this? Ha! That the underground is turning to steam? Like what if every time you flush the toilet they just take all of the fluid, heat it up and blow it out of the street? What the fuck is happening here? What the fuck is happening here? I'm going again to Alan. <laughs> what is coming out of the street crowd? And why is everybody in the city acting like they are and worried while they're walking around? And I think that it might be this that the underground is turning to steam. Like what if every time you flush the toilet, they just take all of the fluid, heat it up and blow it out on the street? What the fuck is happening? It's all for the toilet. That's fucking awesome, right? Like that sax solo, sax solo rocks. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Also, was that music like the theme for some like '90s? No, it just sounds like it. Yeah, it definitely sounds. like I know they're they're just really good musically. (laughs) They're they're very good. Uh, There's two people playing. Two people. Oh oh, yeah, yeah. The chick on the saxophone fucking rocks. Oh, she's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, I hope they have. uh, Wow. Oh, I should probably plug whoever that is. Who do we got here? Oh yeah. Tom Tom McGovern twenty seven. You couldn't get. Tom, you couldn't do a thing without a number, Tom? Tom McGovern 27. All right. Yeah, follow okay. him on Instagram. Uh, do you ever think it might be piss, Alan? Did that ever cross your mind? I always assumed it was just like, you know, sewage that was warm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, what is it, actually? I don't know. It's, uh, oh! it's probably what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's not going to get better than that. All right. Oh, uh, you think I play both... both um, both plays of that on the podcast do you think i uh trimming that out you know i'm keeping it in right yeah of course we're keeping yeah, you it like in, it yeah. and i keep it in uh did you know trump was on fresh prince mm, i don't ever remember this happening kind of familiar right uh this is weird this is a weird exchange excuse me but i've got 
something to tell you first. Thank you for ruining my life! Ashley! What did you do? Everybody's always blaming me for everything. Oh, how about that? 1993. <laughs> wow. That was weird, right? We don't have any more? No, that was it. Oh. I don't, I don't, do have, him, I don't have him from um, uh, Home Alone, Lost in New York, either. Oh. Damn. What did you say? What did he do? I don't know. Why was she so mad? I don't know. He wasn't president, so I'm not really sure. I know. Um, oh, uh, did you see what's going? So did you listen to the Economist episode about what's going on in Brazil and uh, how their new president is um, not quite living up as as people were? Everybody was like, OK, this guy's a huge socialist. He's going to come in here with this left wing agenda. and It's going to be, you know, venezuela and brazil or something like that right like mm-hmm. that was and, yeah. and they were like yeah he's kind of uh he's done a bit of that but not quite to the extreme that people on the right were maybe afraid of but at the same time um i mean would you describe it that way yeah i think so so okay. i think that he's been a lot more centrist i think than maybe people expected yeah center yeah. left but centrist right yeah yeah okay um this is an interesting correspondent i only have this clip in here this is how about that this isn't heavy yet i only have nice. this in here because they said the correspondent's name and it kind of uh i'm gonna lie it caught my caught my ear i wonder if it catches yours it might be piss finance minister investors were even more spooked but now they're changing their tune Eight months into his term, markets are warming up to Lula's administration. Analinkus is a Latin America correspondent for The Economist. Analinkus is a Latin America... Analingus? Analinkus is a Latin America correspondent for The Economist. <laughs> Analinkus? I didn't catch that the first time. Oh, man, it is ass-eating season. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> did people not eat ass anymore? Did the co- did COVID end, uh, uh, you know, analingus? Sure. Well, I think it's still a thing. Anna Likas. Anna Likas. <laughs> okay. Like Tom Likas. Oh, I get it. Tom Likas. Blow me up, Tom. All right. <laughs> Tom Tom Likas is the original Top G, right? He's like, that's why when I first saw, um, what's Top G's real name? Andrew uh, Tate. Whenever I first saw yeah, yeah. Andrew Tate as a thing, I was like, this guy. Oh. This guy, this is Tom Likas. Like, it's yeah, like, just do the same thing. The first yeah. time, because the first time I heard Tom Likas, it irritated me. And I was like, I'm mad at this guy. And then I saw Andrew Tate do it. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. I get it. You're trying to piss half of the people off. That gets more attention to the other people that do like you. And some of the people are there because they know you're doing shtick. The rest of you are there because you're suckers, right? Pretty much. Pretty yes, much. I think that's accurate. Um, well, now that we're talking about, uh, Andrew Taint so much. Um, I do want to play this clip that I was going to potentially open the show with. Uh, this is the it's two clips. First is a woman walking up to a camera, screaming at Andrew Tate, saying that okay. she's going to do something. Um, it's kind of been a topic on the show. What's up, guys? <laughs> she says, uh, Andrew Tate, I'm going to fucking find you and peg you, Andrew Tate. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's the uh, Top G here. I am Andrew Tate. <laughs> he will strap it on and take you. He's like, I'm bald. You can tell this is me, Andrew Tate. Julie, I'm Andrew Tate. I keep saying Andrew Tate. Have you noticed? Do you think I the listeners noticed. noticed? Oh, you have too? Okay. Right. I did notice, yeah. Okay. Um, hey, have you ever seen the movie Repo Man? Like the future where people take organs or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've yeah. yeah. But wait. The one from the 80s with Emilio Estevez? Oh, no. I saw the 
more recent one. Repo Men with the organs. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. See, this is exactly what happened. So when we, we went to, uh, instead of going to the tomato festival on Saturday, we went to a bar and the bartender had a Repo Man t-shirt on. It was like, nice shirt. And Natasha's like, oh, that's a good movie. People don't give it enough credit. I'm like, you think Repo Man is a good movie? I'm down to watch it. But like, I've only heard bad things about this movie. Like I've heard like film students say like, it's a good, bad movie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Repo Man from 1984, not the one you're thinking of. Although um, there are, there is like something in a trunk that, um, well, I'm not going to spoil it. It's not organs, so. though. Anyways, there's a scene where this happened, and I was like, ah, I should probably play that on the show. It's inappropriate for some users. Okay. They want to... Repo Man don't go running to the man, Marlene. They talk about uh, John Wayne. Repo Man goes it alone. It's a rebound. Just like John Wayne. Damn right, just like John Wayne. What's wrong, wrong with John? that? Greatest yeah, American yeah. that ever lived. John Wayne was a fag. What you saying, uh, <laughs> What? John Wayne was a fag. The hell he was! He was too, you boys. I installed two-way mirrors in his pad in Brentwood. And he come to the door in a dress. This <laughs> is weird. This is a weird movie. There's a reason why you haven't heard of this movie. It's so uh, awkward. Yeah, sorry, listeners. Uh, we will it's check the weird. boxes say explicit language. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to you know have concern for this. Um <laughs> I have a Aussie moment. This is um, Seagull. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Keith sent this in. I know I've seen it already. Oh, my God. I'm skipping this. I'm skipping this. So, a guy, some, okay, fine, fine. I'll play it real quick. So uh, the Aussie guy's in the car with his child, and he's, like, feeding seagulls out the window. He grabs one by the legs and pulls it in. Oh. Uh, you're not presenting. Oh. If you grab one in front of him, it runs off. <laughs> It's still in there. It goes on for like 30 seconds. I'm not going to make you listen to all of it. Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, Alan, uh, let's see if you can do better than the person being quizzed on this. Who is the first president? George Washington. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what this guy says. You know who the first president of the USA was? George Floyd. No. (laughs) Close. So close. Very close. All right. Um, what do we got here? Why does that seem so funny? I don't know, you? right? <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, okay. I uh, so now we've gotten to the point where I don't have to record funny things on Jeopardy. Listeners will send it to me. Oh, nice. So who sent this? Probably Thrash. Yeah, Thrash sent this. This is um, <laughs> the funny part about this clip is listening to Ken Jennings sound so exasperated the way he says no. It's so funny. Plurals that don't end in S for four. Moose. Alan. Uh, Meese. I don't know, actually. Moose moose is hard. Jack, what are meese? (laughs) No. No, Jack. Alicia. What is moose? What are moose? moose. Yes, that's correct. Okay, I need to play it again because, like, I I didn't expect you to be so wrong, and then I was laughing with you. Well, I was... (laughs) You were being facetious? correct. Okay, all right. Well, here. I had seen the clip. Listen to the way he says no twice. Plurals that don't end in S for four. Moose. Jack. What are meese? No. No, Jack. Alicia. <laughs> what? No. 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 Jack. What the? Oh, come on. <laughs> like it's his child or something, right? Uh, um, do you want to? Do you? Yeah. Let, let me play a minute of this. This is a woman. This is a reporter in like the in 1971, walking around England, pinching guys' butts, asking them how, how they feel about. Uh, women harassing men on the street. 
Excuse me, sir, how do you feel about women pinching men's bottoms in the street? I'd <laughs> <laughs> great to say it's never happened to me before. Never? All these men sound like they have so much gin on their breath. Oh, um, sure. And she's in like a raincoat and tall boots. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's like a cake Spicy. song. <laughs> Italian leather sofa. Hello, so how no, do you short skirt long jacket? I love Italian leather sofa. That's a uh, second to last track on Fashion Nugget. I love that song. You know that song? Of course I know. They didn't play on the radio or anything. That's such a great song. I had the album. Yeah, he, she doesn't care. I fucking love. It. I'm gonna play that when we get out here. <laughs> Healthy breasts that bounce on uh-huh. his Italian leather. Feel about ladies picking gentlemen up in the street? Pardon? How do you feel about ladies picking gentlemen up in the street? Well, I always do myself. Oh, I see. Do you think yes. it's a nice idea if ladies molest gentlemen in the street instead of the other way around for a change? It's, re- it's refreshing, if nothing else. This guy doesn't like it. What? What? Hello, so how do you feel about the complete equality of the sexes? Do what? Complete equality of the sexes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> how do you no. feel about the complete equality of the sexes? No. <laughs> no. It's a hard pass. Hard pass. Me. Yeah, I just I don't care how you're framing this. No. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I no. Mean, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Goose me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Why am I playing this? I don't know. Keith sent this in. It's something about taxes. It looks like a Prager U video. Oh my God! I made a thousand dollars this week. Now you made six hundred, cuz. Fuck you mean six hundred? Cause that's what you get to keep. You taking home six hundred dollars. Because we need four in taxes. Now, you're going to think Dustin used to be a libertarian. This is all just him. You know, <laughs> wait till you get to the end. You're going to laugh. Uh-huh. Well, what the fuck you taking $400 of my money for? Where, where does that shit go? The tax money we take from you is for the services of the people. You know what I'm saying? To provide for your health care and sidewalks and streets and just, you know, basic shit. Oh, okay. I see. So y'all going to use my tax money to make sure I'm good, right? No. Bitch, that's what you just said, though. Nah, see, now you fucking tripping, because I said that's what the tax money is for. I never said that's what the fuck we're going to spend it on. I guess it was still the same thing in the end, huh? kind of was something kind of. I would have played anyways. <laughs> Did you hear the guy that won that uh, $1.4 billion Powerball, whatever it was, is taking home like $600, $600 million, $400 million, something like a third of it? I didn't hear that, but I think that's pretty common. You can choose to take like monthly payments. What would you do? Like did you do monthly sum? or lump sum? I think, I think I would just do monthly. Why? Is that much money? What? You're good. You get more money that way, don't you? I don't know. Um, I would do. I think I'd do the lump sum. So my thinking is, the if you take the monthly payments, say like, let's just pick a number, like an easy number, like hundred thousand or a million a year, right? So you get like a million a year. They're always going to give you a million a year. They're not going to adjust it for inflation. If you get oh, that lump sum now, you're going yeah. to get that value. You're going to get that value for what it's oh, worth before sense. inflation devalues it. And you can then reinvest that and probably get a better return than if you, you know, and either way, we're talking about life changing money, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to hear Jordan Peterson getting massage? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, here we go. This guy does a great impression, by the way. This is an impression. Oh, here, you can see it. Oh, this good or too high? Mm, a, li- a little lower to the left, but not too far to the left. That's perfect, wow. right? Really good, yeah. Because we don't know when the left can go too far. Okay. <laughs> ah. ah, like that. Yeah, that's a big oh. nod. 
Well, it's a not. It's not. I don't know if it's something, but it's certainly not nothing. Baby. Okay. <laughs> Go up the spine. You know, it's kind of like the fine line between order and chaos. Ah. Mm. Okay, you want, should I do happy ending? The question isn't whether it's happy, it's whether it's meaningful, you know? <laughs> That's what I would say. Okay, I make it meaningful. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, mm. Okay. That's a very good impression. It's a spy. I mean, must really be Canadian, good. right? Gotta be. I gotta be a Canadian to sound that that convincing. Um, let's do. I don't know. Trump bar. Oh, this is good. Oh, here's. I don't know who sent this to me. I feel like Max sent this to me. Uh, so uh, don't worry, Alan. This is not real. I'm I'm saving this for a couple of lines that I think you'll know. So here we are. Trump 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 saw the Barbie movie, and just like when he made his um, when he saw the success of NFTs and came in to oh, right. to uh, so- sell them to his uh, sucker willing base. The, so this is um, this is an attempt to cash in on the craves of Barbie, Barbie mania. Mm. I present to you the Trump family collectible Barbie dolls, a symbol of power, success, and of course, tremendous style. The Melania doll captures the essence of my beautiful wife. In real life, I actually ordered Melania from a website called UkrainianDolls.com, but it turns out she is not Ukrainian, but a, some other kind of Russian. The Ivanka doll. A brilliant businesswoman and fashion icon like myself. This is my favorite doll. You can pose her in all kinds of ways. The Don Jr. doll. He's a businessman and an outdoorsman and a strong advocate for our great Second Amendment. Don't ever let the Democrats take that away from you. Here is a doll that represents my other son. We've got the whole Trump family here. I even have a doll for Marla's daughter. Who's Marla's daughter? Is that Mary Trump? Is that or is that is Mary Trump like some cousin? She's like a cousin. I okay. Think, yeah. Who's yeah. Marla's daughter? I don't know who Marla's daughter is. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Very beautiful. Probably more so than in person, even. And here is Ivanka again. Each set comes with two Ivankas, which is a personal fantasy of mine, actually. I designed her to be perfectly anatomically correct. And for the most handsome doll, here we have the Donald doll. A true representation of leadership and charisma. You've never seen anything like it, believe me. Buy the whole set, and you'll also receive the Mar-a-Lago Dreamhouse. With- yeah, it's just oh, stick from there. Um, I will say, the most disappointing part of this, though, I watched it all the way through once, at least, because I was hoping for some mention of genitalia less crotch, and it just didn't come up. He said anatomically correct for Ivanka, though. So I don't know. Oh, oh my God. I didn't even notice it. Ew. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> He's always so creepy when he talks he about it. He didn't her. really do that, though. <laughs> you know that wasn't him. Okay. Are you familiar, Alan? Are you familiar with this penis prager guy? I don't think I am. Oh, so that's just not a name you've heard before. That's why every time I say penis prager, you don't correct me. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any yeah, frame of reference here. So have you, I missed, have did you, I miss some uh, trending topic on Twitter? Not really. I mean, it's oh. you know sort of right wing circles, but I mean, you haven't heard uh. of Dennis Craig, Prager? Mm, that sounds familiar. Did you hold on? Can I talk to you in the kitchen really impossible. quick? Of course. Did you think that Penis Prager was his, his real name? Or you no, I thought it was. Up? I thought you were making reference to some incident. Perhaps. Um, it's a clip that I'll play later. Good point. Okay. okay yeah. Uh, okay. So this is okay. Dennis Prager. I said it wrong. Turns out it's Dennis Prager. Um, so he is lamenting a loss of um, some language that he wishes that he still had. Oh, no. Yeah. It has made it impossible words. to say the N-word any longer. That's disgusting. It's a farce. It's the only word that you can't say in the English language. 
the left has made it impossible to say the N-word any longer. <laughs> oh, how about that? Yeah, it was the left. I guess that was a left-right thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wow. Way to go, Dennis. Um, so, Penis Prager, he he's the founder or whatever, Prager U. It's a YouTube channel, and they make um, like educational shorts. At times, I... I don't want to give them too much credit because I'm about to play some other shit of them. That's not a joke. Um, but at times they make like good explainers for things that if you intend to learn more about it, or you don't care to really have deep thought on it, it they can give you sort of like a cursory information on it. Okay. Um, I will say maybe after I play this clip, so I didn't play this a couple of weeks ago when it was right. kind of in the news time, but uh, he has. So, you know how Florida was like, oh, we can't play all the, we can't um, show all this stuff in our books because this is factually accurate and we don't want people to know the truth about slavery and right. we don't know, you know, uh, we would rather tell the version that makes people not mad at, you know, we, oh, DeSantis, is he, DeSantis, what kind of language is that? Sounds French, huh? DeSantis? Yeah. Oh, what do you, what do you uh, think that is? French or Spanish? Huh? Maybe Spanish? Oh, I don't know. possibly. It could be. I thought it might be like Italian at first, but Italian usually ends in a vowel. You ever met an Italian that didn't end in a vowel? Hmm. Hmm. How'd I get here? Oh. Um, so, <laughs> so DeSantis, you know how DeSantis has all those uh, government textbooks that they're like rewriting and making sure that yeah. anything that's like, look, uh, we liked the version that we all went home for. I've said this before, you know, DeSantis is kind of our age. Um, you know, guys our age went to school and we'd be like, okay, we know this is all bullshit. Half this story is made, you know, to make America look better than it was. We know the truth. Mm -hmm. And then we had the internet, so we'd go home and learn it. And they've updated the textbooks to reflect what we would go home and learn. They're like, anymore, and yeah. they're like, no, 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 that makes white people look bad. It's like, motherfucker, like none of us are those people. It's okay. We can learn the truth. But yeah, no. So this is a real Prager. So, so that's what they've trimmed from their textbooks, right? Yeah. They're, they're saying is anything that's like critical race theory adjacent or things like that. But yes, that's. that's so what they're... they've put in as a, an approved video for Florida schools is Prager U videos. And this oh. is one of the approved videos with Christopher Columbus uh, teaching kids about um, slavery. <laughs> Can't wait. Slavery is as old as time and has taken place in every corner of the world, even amongst the people I just left. Being taken as a slave is better than being killed, no? Before you judge, you must ask yourself, what did the culture and society of the time treat as no big deal? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it was no big deal, man. Ah, he said, what did the, at the time, it was no big yeah. deal, you know? It's taking, and it's, taking that out of context. It's better than being shot. It's better than being, uh, he's got a really good point when he puts it like that, Alan. <laughs> Think of all the job skills that they learned. Yeah. Oh, oh, how about that? Blacksmithing. <laughs> um, you don't understand, Alan. That was just one line in 268 <laughs> pages. Like, you're going to throw the whole thing away from that? Yes, I will. Like, because you edited and reviewed. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. Um, oh, I have a couple of old Prager clips. So maybe you don't remember. Maybe he sounds familiar because uh, I've talked about him on the show a couple of times. Here he is back in episode two. What just happened? This is, uh, this is back on episode 258. I think you'll remember this. Pornography is a substitute for one's wife. It's awful. 
if it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. Yeah, see? Simple life lesson. Ah, if, yeah. if pornography is a substitute for your life, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. There are and, nuances. Well, and, you know, it's important to have old white men tell us, you know, what's okay oh, yeah. for what we do with our own fucking body. Um, and here's Penis Prager from episode 224. This is why I call I'm him I'm Penis that. Prager. I'm an alcoholic. Okay. I'm Penis Prager. I'm an alcoholic <laughs> and failure of life. President Frank famously told the American people we have nothing to fear but fucking getting killed he was exactly right i'm yeah, see that's uh that's there's your penis prayer around <laughs> oh <I love> that. <laughs> who's that comedian that was briefly a senator from minnesota oh uh fucking damn al, it al, al franken al franken uh that guy sort of similar voice he does yeah deeper than you'd expect yeah yeah and then it has an effect from the microphone and all that uh compression sure, on sure. there um oh man we've been talking about barbie too much on this show but we got to play this did you okay? I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to play this whole clip. Did not know. I mean, I, I knew that the uh, the movie was a success, but I did not know what we um, what world is developing. How should we say this? What the future will hold? Mattel, who invented the Barbie, has made over a billion dollars off of the Barbie movie, which means this is the start of, of possibly one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen to a company. Let me explain. Mattel is publicly traded, and when they released the Barbie movie, it's the best their stock has been in years. And since they have a responsibility to make this line go up, Mattel has to keep making movies. Like, they have to. This leads to the funny world of Mattel greenlighting 45 new movies! This is a real headline. Just based off of all of the toys that they own. Lil Yachty will be starring in the Uno movie? Live action pop- Can we, can we hit- is it too early to hit reverse on that? <laughs> Polly Pockets, oh, which is probably Barbie again. Pa- Lena Dunham's going to be in the Polly Pockets movie. <laughs> the guys who made Cocaine Bear are coming to make an R-rated horror movie about the eight ball. I mean, if they made like a, no, I almost said Jenga. What was the other one? They made a Ouija movie. I mean, let's and the um, uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yes. Jumanji. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams is doing a gritty take on the Hot Wheels franchise. Wow. But Not they're the also onion. making a Matchbox movie. What? They're making a Hot Wheels movie. And a Matchbox movie. And I guess there's 39 more of these ideas that they've come up with. So make sure to follow to stay updated on the Mattel. <sighs> so, yeah, Alan, we've got oh, a new okay. MCU, the Mattel, Mattel Cinematic Cinemax. Universe. <laughs> Unbelievable, Christ. right? I mean, they get some big name actors. All, all these sound like bad concepts. Though, they I really do. But they did do a Battleship movie and it got uh, Rihanna to go a few times. <laughs> in it. That's all. Um, I don't know this story properly. I should try to find the story because I saw it once a couple years ago when they. So there was a studio head change at like Universal or wherever, whoever was making um, a Battleship, the movie. And um, it was already they'd completed filming it and they were like looking at the news. The new studio head was like, well, what are these, what, like what's coming out soon? Like what, what are the things that we can count on? And he saw a screening for what they had for battleship. And he's like, this is dog shit. We either need to waste the hundred million that we have or do another hundred million to make it even better. And then, you know, you're in for another hundred million in, in uh, marketing too. Right. right. So yeah, that's what they did. They, they doubled down on it and they, and they put out what we've seen, which is it, wow. you know, it was a dumb movie. It was fine, yeah. but it was a dumb movie. It's a dumb movie. Yeah. Um, 
the, let's do our isn't that something segment um i skipped this last week everything i skipped last week thrash sent me separately and was like dude i can't believe this and like we had like a conversation about it, it was like i'm so upset that i didn't just play these and instead i played i don't know something about matchbox or whatever we just did right now in this week um uh, so i skipped this last week i want to play it now because it seems to have a little bit more so remember when we were talking about like the cash for kids and i had that whole thing about how like recycling centers we, I, nobody heard the audio that that was referencing so this is what sparked that conversation we'll probably just rehash it again here i'm determined this this is a judge in Putnam County in Tennessee. So he says he's determined that a school day is made up of about seven. All right, Alan, you can't hear it. And I'm determined that a school day is made up of about seven hours. And so for every unexcused absence that a kid has in school, they're going to do seven hours of community service at our local recycling center. They're going to spend Friday nights from 4 p.m. until 9 p.m. messing around with cardboard, milk jugs, Tin can. I'm no expert, but that seems like five hours. <laughs> yeah, you can math. Whatever they have down at the recycling center. And I know from personal experience being down there on a tour that during the summer months, those milk jugs get pretty stinky. So they're going to spend their Friday nights there if they're not going to spend that time in school. Also, parents are going to have some responsibility for getting their kids to school, too. And it's possible that parents can be incarcerated for up to 10 days at a time for these unexcused absences. And Isn't that something? Wow. <sighs> So, yeah, and I don't know. He got a tour of the recycling plant that sure sounds like it's probably (laughs) someone he knows operation, right? That seems possible. And he's yes. just funneling them free labor. Like it's just it's fucking bullshit. And you know, what parents, if he's getting kickbacks like it, the cash for kids? Get? I mean, if that happens on that large of a scale where it's that morally repulsive, yeah. why would I not think it's possible at a slightly lower scale? Like this is worth. This is not as bad as cash for kids, right? No, definitely not. So it's more likely that he wouldn't be repulsed by doing it or morally opposed. It's probably what I was looking for. Right. You know, for people who are supposed to be, you know, the pinnacles of, of virtue and, and moral values, mm-hmm. uh, we got a lot of issues with people with robes on sitting up there in those uh, judges chairs. You know, we do. And I don't know when it's ever going to be a just asking questions. I'll burn one here. Do you ever notice that oaths seem to be more for the people that are watching than the ones that are saying it. <laughs> yes, it does seem to be the case. I would, uh, I would agree. Uh, I don't think I've noticed that before, but now that you say it, yes. Uh, yeah. It's a thought. Okay. Um, uh, did you know, so you probably know this. Did you know when, do you, you probably don't know the exact year, but roughly would you guess when under God was added to the pledge of allegiance? Um, was it like the eighties? No, it was like the 50s or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it's not, you know, since we were founded, right? Right, right. Okay, here we go. This is just a quick reminder. America was 178 years old when Under God was added to the Pledge of Allegiance. 54. Two years later in 1956, our country's motto of E Pluribus Unum, which means from many, one, was replaced with In God We Trust. Making both of these younger than Mitch McConnell. Oh! something. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mostly played it for that last part. But um, yeah, and then, you know, like out here in, in Tennessee, keeping it local for me, our license plates have, you have two options for the standard license plate. There's one that says, um, in God we trust in the center, and another one doesn't say that. And you think, okay, so what? You shouldn't have to have that if you don't want it. Guess what? <laughs> Sorry, because I got this one. Guess what? <laughs> when the, uh, when you... You would think that 
that's the only difference, but the, the, the difference is, so the, our, our plates are three letters and then three or four numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the plates that say in God, we trust have the letters first. And the ones that have the numbers first are the ones that, you know, pagans like me. So mm-hmm. it, what I'm saying is at a glance, you can, tell you can tell who's bought into the theocracy or not. And it seems weird that law enforcement would have that mechanism. That is weird. I think I remember you talking about this when you had to get plates for your car when you first got over there. Dude, the lady was like, you don't want it? Like, it was Yeah, like, I remember you yeah. talking about that experience. Ah, so yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Um, hey, do you, uh, do you know if Trump needs to be present at his trials? Did you listen to that Lawfare episode talking about that? I did. It's sort of unclear. Well, here, let me play this. Okay. Present it or you'll yell at me will be present and can confront the witnesses against them and can and must have a right to appear at trial. When we're talking about a situation where a defendant, as in this case, may not want at all to be present, the operative law comes not from the Sixth Amendment, but from a federal rule, Rule 43. Isn't Rule 43 that if you can think of it, it... Has pornography made about it? <laughs> that sounds right, yes. I think it's Rule 34. I got all oh, excited. Oh, 34? Yeah, okay. that's a bummer. Essentially a statute. Actually, that's the whole reason I have this clip. Like, as I was saying it out loud to you, I realized it's Rule 34. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so he doesn't have to be there. What was your takeaway from that episode? Well, it's interesting because you would think that, I mean, in my mind, it only makes sense that you would have to be at your own trial because um, you have to be able to... <laughs> to to uh be face to face with your accusers mm-hmm. like all that whole thing about what the whole point of a trial is um so i thought i thought it was bizarre um but also factor in the fact that he's now got more indictments it seems like 10 more indictments that just dropped in georgia so he's got four different cases happening at the same time all while he's also trying to be on the campaign trail um that's a lot to juggle uh so i guess kind of makes sense it's just it's weird yeah yeah, it is. And, you know, if you, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You would think it's kind. It's usually in most people's best interest to want to be there, yeah, since it's yeah. about fucking them, right? Like, I, I don't. I'm not going to show up to court while 12 people judge me, and I'm going to give them the impression that I'm not interested enough to be I there. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not usual that someone. But if you think about it, yeah, the right to the face your accusers is your right to get to face them. It's not the right. other way around that you would need right. to be there. It's just, you know, it's just like everything else with this guy. It's just, it's an upside down world. It's like, no, technically he doesn't want to be there. It's like, well, but the people judging him they're Okay. Uh, very weird. yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about the Trump indictment stuff on the second half. Yeah. Okay. Cause we'll know more. We don't know that much yet. Shh, shh, shh. Listeners don't have to know it's Monday. Oh, I did say it during the intro, so I can't edit that out. All right. Um, Let me play this. This is something about Michigan voters. Uh, Let me just play this. Josh sent this in. I think this is designed to rile people up. Almost a culture war one, but I think we'll have some uh, thoughts to share on it. So let me play this and I'll hear your thoughts. A recently released report from Michigan law enforcement unveils the concerning voter fraud incident involving a group funded by Joe Biden's 2020 presidential election. Following a raid, Michigan authorities discovered caches of prepaid gift cards, firearms equipped with silencers and disposable burner phones. Throughout the 2020 election period, these Democrat election committees provided more than four million to particular organizations such as Biden for president. But what's not legal is what this kind of peddling scheme operation that we kind of like uncovered so there's an organization that's called black pack 
It's run by a lot of individuals that are also associated with BLM. A lot of money is poured into Black Pack. Black Pack then buys a lot of prepaid gift cards and then starts to go and register 8,000 to 10,000 individuals in just one city in Michigan. They don't do this just in Michigan. They've done this in every single battleground state in 2020. They've done it in Michigan. They've done it in Wisconsin. They've done it in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. Virginia. Why is this guy choosing to talk for a living when he does such a bad job? Virginia. It's a multi-state scheme going on. It's not legal to go to individuals and say, hey, you're not a registered voter. How about you register to vote as a Democrat, sign this application, and here's a gift card or a gun with a silencer <laughs> or something, or an iPhone and whatnot. Yeah, I wish I... I mean, I... Wait, all right, so that, actually, I'm not going to play at the very end, but the guy that's about to talk is about to say, man, I'd love that. I wish they'd give me one, which is my fucking point, which is, you, one... You like I don't believe any of this. I don't believe I, I I'm 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 on the fence with the gift cards. I kind of buy that. But I if you if your I'm point yeah if your point is that people are signing people up and giving them guns with silencers and then hoping that they vote for the person they prefer. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's no. doing that. Do you realize how much? I mean, do you know how much that costs? I mean, it, that's probably more than the iPhone, which they're also not giving away. Oh, definitely. I bet they're giving out gift cards. And if you're saying that's illegal, fine. I don't know. I kind of don't care. If if you told me the Republicans were giving out gift cards to sign up Republicans and keep battleground, battleground cities in battleground states, I'd be like, okay, like you can't make that person vote for that. Like there's... I assume that most people voting are uninformed or vote along their mm-hmm. party bias. You're talking about someone who was not going to vote. Because they weren't registered. You registered that for them, and you're just going to hope that they voted for you. All you've done is increase the potential voters. Like, I, I don't... I don't. Just because they registered doesn't mean they're going to vote at all. Yeah, exactly. Just walk away with the gift card and be fine. Exactly. However, I, I do believe that would be illegal to do. Um, offering any sort of financial incentive to register for your party, I believe, would be illegal. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't. I definitely don't see the guns with silencers or the uh, iPhones <laughs> happening. Yeah, that no, just seems ridiculous. Fucking stupid, man. Yeah, uh, here. isn't that something? Um, okay, which brings us to our. Uh, oh, where is it? Which brings us to our. Do of the week uh, sent in. You know it by Ariel. Um, I did get this <laughs> something like this sent in by Josh, Keith, uh-huh. and also Mike Harrington, my uh, oldest friend. I uh, made him cry at my birthday, my, my ninth birthday party. He was over oh, wow. on the edge of the pool crying like a fucking baby. <laughs> Anyways, Jesus. Yeah, I don't even remember why. You're um, an animal, Dustin. No, I don't know. He was a baby. We were both dying. We were both babies, uh, um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, but he was being a baby. Anyway, um, okay, so we started the headline show talking about those fires in Hawaii, uh, in mm-hmm. Maui, and, um, you know, I wonder how how much of a cesspool I'm living in online. How, how long has it taken, or have you been insulated from the bullshit takes that it was a direct energy weapon that started the fire? I have been insulated. I was not aware of this. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was hoping that that didn't have as much traction as it feels like in mm-hmm. my bubble, right? Okay. Uh, let me play this, and then we'll uh, do a thorough, none-taken-style debunking. 
Valley and the fires in Paradise Valley, California. Now, my heart goes out to anybody who's lost family or if their house has been destroyed because of this. This was a direct energy weapon assault on the people. And I say that because my friend in Hawaii, which I'm going to show this picture here, showed a laser beam coming out of the sky direct. Okay, so you see the screen I'm looking at, right? Yes. So he says his friend in Hawaii sent him that. He should consider getting new friends because his friend is lying to him and using him to promote their bullshit. And, and I mean, actually, I know the real reason. I, I know the reality of the situation. I'm, taking, I'm using his words against him. But in reality, these people are just clout chasers. He doesn't have a friend in Hawaii. I, no. So here's the deal. That what he has as a picture in the video, if you zoom in on it, it's an Instagram post. And that's great. So it has the account name on it. So I went to the account that posted that that's still and it wasn't the frame on any of their videos so i had to watch a bunch of their videos until i got to this one uh i mean i knew it was recent because it was after the fires um and so so i i looked at that that screen um I, i looked at that video where she was claiming that there was a laser that came out of the sky and that's what started the fires in hawaii the image looked a little suspicious to me the terrain was very flat and I started looking more. I, I don't know if I did a reverse image search with it. Um, I ended up finding out there was a 2018 article out of Detroit about a meteor that landed and that struck in Detroit. Oh, that's what that picture's from. Wow. So anybody telling you that this was a direct energy weapon and showing you the picture of the laser coming out of the sky, it's all downstream from this bullshit. That's fucking wild. We know what happened there. There was, you know, I mean, we don't know the specific. Maybe we will find out eventually. Somebody fucking was cooking, you know, clue a pig and they buried a pig out in the backyard and the ashes got away. I'm joking, but I'm, you know, I'm applying it to something Something that could happen there. I mean, it's very plausible or, you know, any of the ways a lot of these fires start. Uh, Maybe PG and E didn't fucking trim their power (laughs) or their trees near their power lines. But regardless, this was a tragedy. There's over 100 people that are already confirmed dead. There's yes. thousands of people that are still missing. Complete devastation yes. of that area. And people are like, but this tree's still standing. Here, let's play some. Do you, what are your thoughts? Wait, hold on. Yeah, one, one, please, 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 please. So, I mean, first of all, there are a lot of ways to start a fire that don't require a fucking laser beam. If, if, <laughs> if they wanted to do that, which, first of all, you're not even giving them any cause. Like, why, what's, why do they want to do that? But if they wanted to do that, I mean, uh, you know fucking can wd-40 and the lighter will do it right you don't need a fucking laser beam from space right. to do this that right. just makes no, no we sense know what sense. happened there was a fire and then unusual weather conditions with yep. high winds that feed that fire and make it out of control yeah and it was very unpredictable because the winds could i just like what do you what is going on with people's mind that they they want to believe that as opposed like it, you have to go through leaps to want to choose to believe this given like the reality staring you in the face. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that these people are, they want to be famous. I'm not going to say this guy's account name or the one that, that I did right. the research through. So I don't know if I can quite put my finger on it, but there is something to believing that you understand what really happened and nobody else does. There's some sort of human the way our mind works that we feel special if we know some information that you don't. Right. Or yeah, if I sure. feel like I know what really happened uh, in that. But the hubris. Or, yeah. But it's just, I don't, I don't see how p- people take these kinds of leaps. 
you know right i mean this is this is QAnon level bullshit right here um which you know makes no sense to me but people are willing to really buy into these stories so much so that they'll lose family and friends over it um you know it destroys people's lives or it can um i mean we talk about conspiracy theories a lot on the show and it's kind of fun um and it's amusing sometimes and sometimes maybe those those theories turn out to be a little bit more real than maybe people thought but but Stuff like this is just no, no. I don't like dismissing conspiracy theories. I like finding sure. bunk shit and talking about it. You know, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, conspiracy theories. Hey, there's a conspiracy theory that the president, and a bunch of his shitty attorneys, tried to turn over the previous election. You know, <laughs> right. if you can come with enough facts to say that that's true, you change my mind. You know, like I yeah. <laughs> tend to believe that one. Um, you know, but I, I get. I, I also understand that half the audience's priors just went like, "Yep, typical. That's the one you believe, <laughs> not the lasers from China." Let me play a little bit more. Directly targeting the city. Wait, why? Why there? Like, why? Why there? Do you know how many military installations there are in Hawaii? There, like you. A lot. There was a war over this. <laughs> there was. There's so many doing. effective places to go after, not this historical location and tourist spot. Right. This is really important to be aware of because when we look back at Paradise Valley, when they had their fire, we see a lot of similarities, such as the trees still standing, which is very interesting. Yeah. For- wow. One tree is still there. Wow. How fucking weird. Fire. Maybe they have, you know, sap and moisture. Now, with this whole entire thing, the mainstream media is going to say that this is climate change and that we need to do better. But what's not going to be talked about is the weather modification projects which take place in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking about, like, cloud seeding and a bunch of shit like that. Oh, Mount Pinatubo. Yes, yeah. It's sad, man. It's a bummer. It is sad. Um, Let's see. That's the article. Oh, if you want the article, um, listeners, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, DM. I'll DM you the article from the... 2018 Detroit uh, thing. That's interesting. I, I have another video from this grifter. Let me see. Oh, hey, this one's been flagged. False information reviewed oh. by independent fact checkers. See why. Uh, fact check standing. Trees do not prove Maui wildfires were false flag operations. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. God, I hate this. Give a little update on the Hawaiian fires. Now, I want you to look at this footage. And this sure doesn't look like a fire to me. It looks like something almost exploded or something went off. Now, what's interesting is certain things. It looks exactly like a fire. He says it looks like something exploded. It doesn't look like a fire. Things are still standing while other things are not. Now, the governor Have you ever seen an explosion before? What here looks like an explosion? Look at any picture from Ukraine for the last two years. This is climate change doing this. Interesting. What they don't talk about is in January how they had in Maui a smart city conference to turn Maui into an entire smart island. Oh, they were trying to blow up Maui, and they're going to start with the historic district, and I guess get to the big city on the other side of the island whenever they feel like it. Yeah, fucking idiots. I mean, just right there, right? Like, why would you start here? This is the spot that you keep, you know? Like, Yeah. I mean, the premise itself is just, yeah, uh, yeah I don't even, it's, uh, and to try and use that to like gain clout on the internet. It's disgusting. And get, and get likes and, and clicks on your, uh, your Instagram page. It's fucking disgusting. Absolutely. Really is. Horrible person. Yeah. Um, you know what would have saved, uh, places like this though? Hmm. Like whenever like, you know, the plane crashes, it's like, why don't we just make the plane out of the black box? You know, why don't they make, um, why didn't they make the whole Island out of, uh, asbestos or something, you know? 
um, asbestos is fire flame retardant, right? Fire retardant. Yeah. It's also causes like cancer and oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that little side effect. I, you know, why don't they just make the whole refrigerator out of baking soda? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It would be odor free. Yeah. Like all the Do you time. think that even, does it do anything? Like that's just like something an ant taught us all. And we just, you know, people like our age and older keep baking soda in their fridge. I have one in my fridge I mean, right now. I it. probably should change it because it's probably been there for two years. But, you know, I think uh, it is supposed to be odor absorbing of some, some it, somehow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Arm and Hammer says so. That's just big Arm and Hammer. And then <laughs> that's how they got their way into your deodorant and all it's kinds big of stuff. soda. Big soda. Big soda. BSE. Um <laughs> I think I have um I think I have an idea that can help save Ron DeSantis's floundering oh, campaign. Oh, his campaign, okay. Yeah. What do you got? Well, so he's got to go edgy. Mm. But he's Florida, right? Like, you know, the the home of Florida man. Yes. So in that, trope. in that vein, mm. look, if we're bringing back child labor, can we start letting kids drink and smoke? <laughs> like if you're gonna have to go to work you might as well have a six might pack well. and a pack of cigarettes you might as well yeah. man yeah so you know just he go out there and, and and just say like you know kids like well well first of all i feel like kids suck these days <laughs> like they're not cool i feel like kids were cooler when we were kids and even like kids after us i was like these kids are kind of cool you just realize that's what every old man would say. yeah but i i mean i'm differentiating i thought like kids like my brother's oh, my age Lord. they were still pretty cool yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the kids would be a lot cooler if they were smoking. So he, he should just go out there and be like, kids, if you want to look cool, smoke cigarettes. We can smoke cigarettes in Florida. You don't have to listen to the federal government. Go home. You know, kids. Now, now, uh, listeners that are listening to the show with their kids present, we've warned you about this. I don't know why you're still doing this. So uh, <laughs> listeners that do that with their kids, um, I'm sorry. Kids, when you guys get home. And mommy starts making dinner or something. Go back out to the living room wherever she puts her purse. Grab a twenty out of there. Go to the store. Get a pack or two of Marlboro Reds. You roll it up in your sleeve. You look fucking cool, man. You look very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing's cooler than smoking no, a cigarette. No. <laughs> Does Instagram, has Instagram got you down? Right. This is how we. This is how we solve the. Um, the uh, the the body positivity or the oh it's yeah. like all the you know they talk about these teenage girls and teenage boys you know feeling shamed and bullied online and and the effects of social media has social media got you down do you hate your self image start smoking <laughs> buy a motorcycle don't wear helmets <laughs> drive safe bud cheers. cheers this is the B side of our platter sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Something across the um, mountains of your chest. Something upsetting occurred to me today. Oh no! Do tell. Um, I I think it's gonna bug you too. So don't feel like that you're just gonna experience Dustin's uh, disappointment here. Thanks. Okay. I was born in '82. Mm-hmm. I was I was born 
closer to World War II than I am today. Oh. Hello! I was born even closer I, to World War II. I know. You. That's why I thought you weren't <laughs> free of any of this. That is not good. Has this ever crossed your mind? No, it hasn't. Although I've been hearing people say things similar to that. But about, that's uh, like ancient. I mean, that's right. black and white. <laughs> that's fucking wild. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It's only getting worse. It's only getting like if we're lucky, we'll, we'll be worse. like it, that was really close to when I was born. It's <laughs> thirty-seven <laughs> years. Like it's it's pretty close. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh man, I moved the gun away from the desk. God, it's good timing. Uh, I just <laughs> joke. Just a cheese day. It's just a cheese day. All right, let's get into it. So, do you think Trump is upset that he did not get to announce his indictment first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he it's is. his thing, right? <laughs> By the way, I'm going to be indicted tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Get to put it on the truth, truth, truth social. The, <laughs> all right. So um, I got some sounds to play about it. But let's get into some of the, like, the basics of it. So um, to the tune of 41 criminal counts, the Georgia charges contend that Trump and his co-conspirators made false statements to a broad swath of public officials, forged documents, engaged in computer theft, um, committed perjury, impersonated a public officer, meddled with witnesses, and tried to persuade an array of authorities to violate their oaths of office, all in the service of torpedoing an election whose outcome was not in doubt. That is uh, from a Bloomberg piece. Um, and as previously stated, he did everything right, and they indicted him. Um, do you want me to play the Fonnie Willis statement? I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators who have worked diligently on the investigation of criminal attempts to interfere in the administration of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Hey, when she talks, doesn't it sound like you're in trouble? It definitely does. Yeah. She talks like a principal. Today, yeah. based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment. True bill. Charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. Okay, we're not reading that. Please Did you read remember it? Remember that uh, about everyone half of it. charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent. Specifically, the indictment brings felony charges against Donald John Trump. That's such a dumb name. I hate that it's John. Like, I'm mad at I'm not, it's not his fault. I'm, I'm mad at his, his parents for doing that. Donald John Trump. It's an odd middle name to choose. Yeah, Jonathan is not. Like, just John. Like, the most... like, how many people do you know where John's their whole name? Not that many. Yeah. Right. And if it is, Weird. it's J O N's. Right, right, right. Weird Rudolph. Ones. William Louis Giuliani, <laughs> John Charles Eastman, Mark Randall Meadows. Did she say Meadows or Meadows? Is that Mark Meadows? Meadows. So his Mark middle Meadows. name is Randall? Yes. Okay. That is, by the way, John. that's the first time that he's been indicted. So there was suspicion that since he wasn't charged <clears throat> with Jack Smith, that maybe he was um, cooperating, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it possibly could is, be cooperating and not in the state, right? Right. So these are these are legal um, procedures that have been 
you know, siloed from from each other. There's uh-huh. the state, and then there's the Jack Smith one, the federal. Well, now, now most Republicans aren't going to believe you. They're going to think that these are all coordinated, which is entirely possible. Well, but um, if you were, you wouldn't have the same people. You right. would structure it so that someone could get immunity somewhere and not like okay. So how it is right now? If um, say Rudy Giuliani wants to get immunity from her and cooperate, he still faces charges. Jack Smith can still federal. charge him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, you would not do first. that if you were trying to coordinate this. That's right. Okay. And so in the Jack Smith indictment, only Trump is is actually indicted. Yeah. There are a number of co-conspirators that are unindicted, and the assumption was that those people were potentially either cooperating or Jack Smith was just going for a nice, clean-cut <clears throat> indictment where he could just prove what he needed to prove and get rid of Trump first and then go after perhaps these unindicted co-conspirators at a later time. Um, Still unclear as to if if that's the case or not. But yeah, it's possible that Meadows was cooperating and and perhaps was, you know, had an immunity deal with with Jack Smith and now is indicted in this state indictment from uh, Fonnie Willis. And that could be problematic, although we assume they could figure that out. Yeah, sure. Chief Burl. Oh, wait. Jeff brings felony charges against Charles Eastman. This is fun to hear. Mark Randall Meadows. Not this part. John Cheesebro. John Cheesebro. Cheesebro. Clark. Jenna Lynn Ellis. Ray Stallings Smith III. Now, are these names I don't recognize? Are these the slate of electors, the fake electors? There's a number of people that are indicted. There was like a Bales bondsman that was pressuring election workers, right? He was involved in the theft of the computer system in Coffee County. Yeah. Okay, yes. we'll get yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people indicted, 19 people indicted, including Trump and Giuliani and other people that we're familiar with. But further down the list are people that maybe aren't top of uh, you. Con- Kanye list. West's former PR, right. sec- per, PR uh, person. person is not. Yeah, oh, okay. as far as name recognition. But we do know the stories. They're just very small things that they did that the, to participate in what she's in. She's calling this grand conspiracy. So the but, first charge, the RICO charge, is against all 19 um, <clears throat> people that were indicted. The rest of the charges, the 40 uh, additional charges, are for certain offenses and only for certain people of these 19. Like some of them, and I don't know if this is kind of what you're talking about. Some of them, I don't remember who it was, but they went and knocked on, oh, what's the lady's name? Ruby, Ruby Freeman. Yeah, Ruby Freeman's door and then her neighbor's yes. door. And they got charged for both of those being witness intimidation or Correct. Uh, and then harassing the, a campaign the, worker. The former PR person for Election Yay, her, she Yay. met with Ruby Friedman in a police station and tried to get her to hmm. admit to election fraud, which she didn't commit. Okay. All right. Strangely. One of the stranger stories. That yeah. Experience, among many. Wow. That is weird. Man. Um, you know, Rudy. So Rudy was on that uh, Ruby Freeman. Do you know the Ruby? Do you want to, Can you tell the Ruby Freeman angle really quick? So she was an election yeah, worker. Was, so was her daughter. Yes. She was an election worker. So was her daughter. And they... Um, they claimed that she had been part of some sort of fraud where yeah. she was specifically, invalid. they are Rudy Giuliani and others, but Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Um, and so they kind of worked up this mob to go and harass her. Um, they were knocking on her door. They're knocking on her neighbor's door. They harassed her daughter. She had to move. Like it was a whole thing. Cause people felt like she was to blame for Trump losing the election in Georgia. Um, none of that was true. And do and you know um, why we know it's not true? Especially 
Um, what's that detail? Because Rudy Giuliani admitted to it in court in a signed oh, yes. testimony, yes. which good. is an admission of guilt and will be used as such. So uh, that's why I used him as an example earlier. I could see him flipping as long as he can guarantee that because he's already admitted guilt. Like they've got him dead rights. Like he can only hope for yeah. a better outcome. Yeah, and he's what eighty one years old. It's just like it's going to come down to whether people want to go to prison for Donald Trump. For the and rest, that's just of their so lives. hard to imagine. Yeah, I, I would imagine a lot of people are flipping. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we've already jumped into the middle of it a little bit. Let's back up just a little bit. Um, I've seen this happen a lot online in conversations I've had with people that say things like Trump didn't do anything, and I understand the confusion if you aren't well invested in politics or if you didn't really see as much evidence in the first few um, uh, indictments with like New York for his business dealings or Mar-a-Lago for the documents mm -hmm. and then start saying, okay, well, all of these sound the same. They start to sound the same, right? So let's they go do. back to the beginning. This is the, what started all of this. This would be his perfect phone and call. find that they are, <laughs> which is totally illegal. It's, it's, so it's, this was his phone call with, um, let's see. Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan and the Secretary of State for Georgia, Brad Roethlisberger. That's right. It's more illegal for you than it is for them because you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. So look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. Just one more than we have. Just one more than we have doesn't... because we won the state. And what he was saying. I, I love that he can't even keep his lie straight when he says it. So he's trying to say, which is, which is what we have, but right. we need it to be one more than Joe Biden. And, right. But he, but he almost said it. And he's like, one more than we have. Who that was close. Like if he would have said that <laughs> sentence the way he intended to, that would, that like, it'd be over. Right. Like yeah. the heat, but he's really good at keeping things ambiguous. So essentially Biden won Georgia by 11,779 votes. And he's like, we just need one more than him. And but he didn't say one more than him. He well, said he one more than that. we have. Cause he was, yes. he was careful. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, a lot of this is sort of, um, Rico is often used to try uh, mob bosses, right? Yes. Wow. Rudy That's Giuliani used it for a lot of his back career. In the 80s, yeah. yeah. That phone call, doesn't it sound very mobbish? You know, 100%. hey, you're in this. You're in this. You, you're you you're, you're a lot more liable than we are yeah, because you yeah. know that it's illegal and you're covering for it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Intimidation <laughs> and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um all right, so I think the next audio that's of note in this subject is uh, on the New York Times Daily podcast today. They talked about so this was a story that sort of broke over the weekend, I want to say it might have been Friday that um, voting machines had been tampered with in Georgia in rural counties that Trump straight up won. Like, um, yeah, so so let me play this and we can talk about it more. Okay. Experts hired by the conspiracy theorist and Trump aligned lawyer Sidney Powell and some other pro Trump people visited this rural county 200 miles from Atlanta uh, called Coffee County, and they copied all of the very sensitive elections data down there. Wait, they just walked into an election Fuck office up, and somehow got a Shut hold of all the internal out of here, election no data? Yes, it was, it was a very pro-Trump county and some elections officials in that county let them kind of come in and do what they did. The woman who was the director of elections in the county at the time, uh, who's, who's charged in this document, had been saying online that somehow the, the machines didn't work and was kind of raising the possibility that bad things were happening there in, in uh, Joe Biden's favor. None of it turned out to be true, but this team came down and copied all this data. 
And it's a pretty serious and sensitive breach. And of course, the indictment alleges it constituted a, a violation of, of Georgia laws. So I want to talk about that one. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to talk about with the other stuff that happened. But I feel like once all this settles, it's the ugly stuff. It's the stuff that isn't super sexy that kind of gets you. And I yeah. feel like this has a lot of facets to it. So, okay, just on the face of it, what's Trump accusing the Democrats of doing? Of of manipulating the, manipulating the, the election voting data. right, yeah. yeah. And why on earth would he think that? Because his team was able to manipulate the election data, so he would think that the Democrats did the same thing. Me uh, thinks the lady doth protest too much, type <laughs> thing, right? Um, now that. That's the way that sounds at first, right? At first, you're like, wow, that's horrible. Um, kind of got you on this one. Seems like a slam dunk on that subject. They, they, uh, they got access to it, and then they took it with them. They took their copy of all the data. Here's that's the right. thing. The more you think about that, the worse that gets. So having that data gives the GOP the ability to test these systems for weaknesses and exploit that for claims of themselves being the victim. Do you get what I, Can you say that better? Like... Yeah, so just a little bit of background, then I'll, I'll try to explain that. So um, this was the forensics firm Sullivan Sullivan and something that Sidney Powell hired to go down to Coffee uh, Coffee County and investigate this equipment. They were allowed to because the people in charge who had access to this equipment were pro-Trump people. Hyper. Uh, uh, yes, the bail bondsman you re- referenced earlier, he was actually part of the people that went down there as well he'd been involved in the trump campaign and was a rabid trump supporter and so he was asked uh to help with this task so he went as well along with a few other people they as you said they copied voter information as well as system files so how the dominion voting machines worked yes then they uploaded this to like a cloud uh type share a share file sharing uh yeah and allowed multiple people to access all of this data in so doing First of all, people could try to find exploits to this system because they have access. They have the keys of the kingdom, essentially, to how these Dominion systems work. And they also had access to sensitive voter information. um, So sensitive. My brother didn't believe how big it was. (laughs) Believe me now. (laughs) The dickhead got so sensitive. Crystal meth, man. Hell of a drug. Uh, so, So because they had access to these, the way these machines work, then now they could potentially find ways to exploit the machines in the future going forward. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, what's crazy. That's not the first act of the conspiracy. No. So if we go back, the person that is, um, speaking, uh, well, let me say this. So they have a cooperative witness that is an unindicted co-conspirator or, or maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. They have a cooperative witness and, the um but they're keeping it confident they're, they're keeping his name out of it yeah the What's grand jury knows Anonymous. who they are but yeah yeah but we- who who stated that prior to the election on um like october 29th or 31st something like that trump had um a, a draft speech for what he was going to you know say should he lose so that they could run this type of a play mm-hmm. um and here's an example of the way he would, that Trump was now, now that's, that's not, now you can do that, right? Like freedom of speech means you can sit in your, in a room with a bunch of co-conspirators. They're not co-conspirators yet. Even if you're saying like, I want, let's think about robbing a bank. You can do that. Right. That's freedom of speech. When you, once you decide, 
okay, let's go rob the bank now. Whether you commit to robbing the bank or not, by saying that, you have now put that conspiracy in motion, and that's a crime, and that's no longer. Or once you commit any act to further that initial conspiracy. And by the way, there's 161 different acts included in this RICO uh, count. Yeah, 161. They involve all 19 of the 19 people who were indicted um, are part of that one count. So they're... They each participate in various acts, but all of them are charged with this single case. Because they're all doing various acts that you're not... I mean, this is this is why it's the perfect crime to get someone like Trump on, right. because he always keeps himself clean of being in, involved in the direct dirty work. But if you right. can call a group of people in an organization, and you can call their individual actions um, as being a part of the whole, then <laughs> the whole is what you all will be tried for and convicted right. of. And, uh, and that's and Rico in a nutshell, right? Right. Yes. And the interesting thing about these acts is that in their standalone, these acts don't even need to be illegal. They just need to be in furtherance of the goal that right. you inspired to commit. People don't even have to know each other right. to be considered part of this organization. They just have to be acting as a part of it to ultimately end up at the goal of overturning the election, which is the illegal conspiracy. Right. To begin with. Okay. Yeah. So um, this guy's name is known because uh, I'm, so I'm guessing that person I described earlier is the anonymous uh, witness or whatever in the, in the in act one um, here he is. And I guess maybe I'll see his name in a second, but this is, this is him at the, at a January six hearing um, describing the way Trump, uh, let me know if the, if the language Trump used was sounds familiar to you. Another one of your notes Uh, You also noted that Mr. Rosen said to Mr. Trump, quote, DOJ can't and won't snap its fingers and change the outcome of the election. How did the president respond to that, sir? This is that Donahue guy. He responded very quickly and said, essentially, uh, that's not what I'm asking you to do. This is uh, Richard Donahue, former acting U.S. deputy attorney Mm -hmm. uh, up until 2021 asking you to do what i'm just asking you to do is just say it was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the republican congressman mm-hmm. so what does that sound like <laughs> that sounds like a mob boss again it does <laughs> just go along do the thing and then we'll take care we'll take it from here and it sounds like a perfect phone call just like his perfect phone call with Zelensky. <laughs> totally where he's totally. like look i just i don't need you to actually have an investigation into that prosecutor i just nope, need just you to say, say that there is one and i'll take care of the rest yeah yep this fits a pattern so the in in the indictment that's the first act of the conspiracy was him saying saying that to that guy. Right. Um, let's see what's next. Okay. I think this next one's got a lot of meat on the bones here, too. So this is, um, Alan, who's, who's Jeff Duncan? Jeff Duncan was the Justice Department guy? Uh, no, no, oh, no, no. He Lieutenant was the, Governor uh-huh. of Georgia. Yes, yeah. 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 And he, he was on the call with Raffensperger? Raffensperger, yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, he spells names. his name wrong. Straight. Jeff Duncan. He spells it with a G. As you, as, you, as you came out of the room, what, what do you hope your testimony accomplished? Well, I, I hope my testimony gets the facts, uh, you know, as they are and helps to continue to paint a real and honest picture. But, but politically speaking, this is a pivot point for this country to do something more than just stew on the, on, on the 2020 election cycle, right? We're either going to, as Republicans, take our medicine and realize the election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump was the worst candidate ever in the history of the party, <laughs> even worse than Herschel Walker. <laughs> and now we're going to have to pivot from there, right? We want to win an election in 2024. It's going to have to be somebody other than Donald Trump if we do it. So politically speaking, this is an important pivot point for our party. 
right? So go focus on the things that matter, to take this conversation to America, not to Twitter, not to 10 second sound bites, not to YouTube clips. This is taking this to the kitchen table. I think most Americans care about the economy. I think most Americans care about a porous border. I think most Americans care about national security and public safety. These are issues that we win as, as Republicans. As long as we make this about the, the three ring circus called Donald Trump, we're gonna lose every time. And you don't have to go any further than Georgia to see that play out. Yeah, I think he's right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Correct. Yeah, pretty bold too. I mean that that is not yeah. a popular statement, but I mean that is also the way someone would talk, having been in that grand jury and testifying and being like, "Wow, yeah. they've got a case." Like, you know, what's we didn't even talk about that is the uh, the grand jury met until eight eight o'clock at night local time yesterday, which is pretty unusual, but clearly they were just trying to, you know, stay a few more extra hours and we can finish wrapping this up and be done with it. One of them is going to go talk to the media and Trump's going to come out and say, I'm being indicted tomorrow. (laughs) Help. Right. Buy some of my NFTs. But there were people that were subpoenaed to be there to uh, provide testimony to the grand jury that weren't even used. They were dismissed because the grand jury was like, okay, we have enough. We don't need more. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, so that guy, Jeff Duncan, um, the reason I know why his name is spelled with a G is because Trump spelled his name wrong when he said this. I'm reading reports that failed former lieutenant governor of Georgia. Why doesn't he call himself failed former president of the United States? That's kind of weird, right? Because all the guy did was not be lieutenant governor. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading reports that failed former lieutenant governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan, spelled with a J, will be testifying before the Fulton County grand jury. Next sentence is only two words, but it's the case for witness tampering. He shouldn't. We'll be testifying before the Fulton County grand jury. He shouldn't. What do you, like, you know, I, I can't take credit for it. It's Bob Seska's line. But Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Yeah, we'll get to it, I assume, later. But there's a letter that he wrote a full year, I think, after the election. Or maybe like six or eight months. It was like September, who, who? I think, of 21. Trump? Yeah. Oh, this I don't have. Go ahead. If you want to save it for later, I, I kind of know about this, but I actually heard someone talk about it on a podcast I was listening to today, and I was working and I wasn't able to really focus on it. I don't, I don't understand this again. It was like February, right? I want to say it was later than that. Okay. But he sent a letter on, you know, Trump letterhead to, um, I think it was the governor of Georgia, or maybe it was Rathlisberger. Saying like, we're, now we're completely vindicated or something? Saying essentially the same thing he said in the phone call, but in writing, oh my where God. he said, he said, clearly, we won the election. We want you won. to decertify the election and, and call it for us <laughs> a and, year later. Yeah. And I mean, clearly, if you're if this guy has a ton of lawyers that make a lot of money, if there was lawyers involved in that being huh. sent out. They, I mean, that's right. They should have been like, yeah. dude, no, you can't. Send Against this. the no. advice of counsel, that letter was sent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, this actually, this next clip kind of gives us an opportunity to talk a bit about the other thing that's going on in American politics, um, that I'm not sure we'd have a spot for it anyways. And I think it brings, it comes up perfectly in context here, especially if you listen to Untaking. You've heard us play clips, I think last week where it's, uh, there's a lady saying, oh, it was Trump's lawyer last time saying, if you look at, um, this point in, in Hunter Biden's trial, the next day Trump was indicted. And then look at this other random point and the next day Trump was indicted. Well, what happened on Friday? Um, they're gonna, so they dropped the, uh, plea agreement for Hunter Biden and, that Ellis like guy, action. was that his name? Yeah. I think they're actually going to go to trial. 
Yeah, well, so they're going to have a uh, special counsel. Uh, right, uh, right. So, right. so the, the Merrick Garland announced a special counsel. The special counsel is going to be the same person that's been handling the case already, but now they have the privilege of not having to be, um, run everything through the DOJ before they do anything. They're independent. Yes, independent counsel, yes. Um, so... The, the, first of all, um, there's tweets from like a year ago where all these GOP senators are like, Merrick Garland, why don't you put, why don't you make Ellis the, uh, a special counsel? And then as soon as he does, uh, they're like, oh, so they put the guy that made the sweet plea deal in as his special counsel. It's like, motherfucker, you asked for him to be the person. <laughs> like the people of just, okay, why, why am I talking about them being inconsistent? So, um, here's, uh, I don't know if the channel is wake up America. That's the show is called wake up. It's probably like Newsmax or something. Um, this is, uh, it is Newsmax. Um, here, 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 they, they've got a little Atlanta didn't ever burn only 15 seconds point. And you know, Senator, what we're not talking about this morning. Is- I hate you. Fine <laughs> here. Can you see it? I can't point. And you know, Senator, what we're not talking about this morning is David Weiss, Hunter Biden, Weiss, and Joe Biden. Um, it's, it's remarkable for a fourth time. Uh, now a special counsel is appointed on Friday. And wouldn't you know it, Monday, another one of these pesky Trump indictments. Pesky. Point. And you know, Senator, what we're... <laughs> yeah, you know what? It is pretty fucking pesky. You know, it's I got to admit, it is pesky. That's right up there when, um, oh, what's his name? Rob Dahl called Hitler a little stinker. Like, it's just these pesky <laughs> indictments, you know. I mean, it's easy for his audience. Helps dismiss it, right? Uh, yeah. I have a suggestion. What does Senator say? Uh, I don't know. It was a fifteen-second clip. Who the fuck cares? Oh, okay. Like, okay. this is a fucking show. I was hopeful. I was so like that was such a lousy plea deal, but I just wanted that to be over with because we all know what's going on there. They want to drag it up as a counterfactual to what's going on with Trump, and now they have a special counsel. Uh, but now, now I'm you know I'm open-minded. Um, there's two reasons why you have a special counsel. One is because you need to get that all straightened up with what's going on with the plea deal and everything like that. And the other is maybe this gets closer to the president and you need to have someone who's independent. So perhaps yeah, special counsels have the ability to go beyond just the scope single, of, yeah, they yeah. Can go, they can go anywhere they want now, just the way the Ken Starr found the blue dress. But the thing is they've had so much, I mean, this was going on since before Biden won, as you say, yeah. If there was anything, they'd have something by now. It just seems like it. One would certainly think so. And like, just like logically thinking about the influence that Joe Biden was trying to peddle or that his son was let. I mean, Biden's career was over. You know, Hillary Clinton was going to win. Trump wasn't a serious candidate. Biden wasn't going to run. You know, his son, his son was taking advantage of the last moments he had to do so. It doesn't excuse anything, but it's not like, like it would be one thing for Biden to do that so he could leverage and be like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. And if influence peddling on your last name was illegal, then there'd be a whole shit ton of people in D.C. in in jail right now. You know, that kind of leads to my question I was going to ask you. If Biden really wants to make a distraction from um, from uh, from his son, rather than, you know, getting the Department of Justice to to indict Donald Trump after two and a half years of investigating it, (laughs) why wouldn't he just get a special counsel to look into Baron Trump? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Tip for tap. <laughs> also, by the way, Fonnie Willis is a Fulton County AG. She does not directly work for Merrick Garland. Oh, interesting. The state of Georgia. Yeah. So Biden doesn't have any control over that, even if he wanted to. Very interesting. That's a good point. Um, let me play this next clip. This is so after the announcement um, last night. 
which we played that uh, we're, we're, we played two minutes of that 10 minute clip. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was at the end of that that I didn't get to was she was like, we expect every one of these people to come down and uh, get a mugshot taken. The, the Labat, like the, the sheriff down there, his name's like Matt, something like Matt Labat, something. Yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah. I, I don't have a clip of it, but he's just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to make them take their photos. Like, yeah, we're going to print shots. them yeah. the whole whole nine. Yeah. And they have to come in by next Friday, the 25th. Jesus. Um, so this one is the end of today's daily podcast by New York Times. And it's sort of the back and forth after the press conference. It's Trump's reaction. And then Fani's reaction to that. I tried to find clips of it. They're all it's written down. So it's we're gonna have to listen to New York Times talk. The statement on Monday night, Donald Trump's presidential campaign accused District Attorney Fonnie Willis of being, quote, a rabid partisan who chose to charge Trump in the middle of his presidential campaign in order to keep him from winning back the White House. They also uh, he also called them the communists, which I thought was like a weird specific, like just be like, (laughs) my base will get this. A few hours later, during a news conference, Willis countered that claim, saying, quote, I make decisions in this office based on the facts and the laws, adding that, quote, the law is completely nonpartisan. She uh, made those remarks in the press conference we played this third. Oh, okay. All right. At the end of it, yeah. At the, at she, the end she took like four or five questions at the end of it. I see. I see. And one of them was that, about that. Gotcha. Um, you know who I think said it a little bit better? Of all people? Placement right smack in the middle. Chris Christie. <laughs> Statement that he gave to Fox News Digital last night. Let me read it to you. This is from President Trump himself. He said, this politically inspired indictment, which could have been brought close to three years ago, was tailored for placement right smack in the middle of my political campaign where I am leading all Republicans. Is there something to that? that if she, nothing. Could she have done this before? It's not. <laughs> There's nothing okay. to it. Look, and if she had charged him three years ago, he would have said, what a rush to judgment. There's been no investigation. Um, no one's looked into this. And now they're just charging me for political reasons. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. If, in fact, the charges... He shouldn't be talking about cake, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Cake and eat it too. If, in fact, the charges... And also, if we learned anything from Ted Kaczynski, he he wants to eat his cake and have it too. Wants Mm. to have his cake and eat it too. If, in fact, the charges had happened three years ago, he would have said there was no investigation, it's a rush to judgment. If they happened after a full investigation, he says, well, now it was time to work with the campaign. Look, running for president is his choice. No one else is making him do it. Mm-hmm. But it is not an excuse not for the justice system to continue to operate. And he's running for president because that's he wants it to come on. Shut the fuck up. Jesus. And he's running for president for cover from this. Yeah. A couple things. So first of all, Chris Christie is really just like fucking coming into his own. I know. He looks he's gleeful up there talking about this stuff. I, people um, write him off. People are like, Ron's still second. I'm like, for now. Yeah, but He's definitely taken this issue and run with it and been willing to say the things that none of the other candidates are. Yeah. Literally none of them, including Mike Pence. Um, so Dude, you, like the, and, Republicans would win if they would get rid of Trump. I would vote for Chris Christie over Joe Biden. 100%. I, I could certainly – I wouldn't, but I could certainly see that being a much closer race than, than Biden-Trump. Uh, second thing I just want to say is, again, this is the state trying Trump. Uh, in this this particular indictment. For what, the what do you mean? So even if he are, does win the presidency, he can't grant oh. himself clemency from a state charge, only federal. What if they change the venue to a federal courthouse? 
So it's still then, a it's still a state prosecutor charging him for with crimes and, brought by yeah, the state. And, that's just in different forum for the trial. Correct. Even if they do change the venue, Fonnie Willis would still be um, the person prosecuting. I don't know how that would work as far as it wouldn't change anything as to uh, whether he can be pardoned. The way you get pardoned in the state of Georgia is there's like a a panel of five people that have to decide to do so. Yeah, they stopped. uh, They stopped having that power reside in just the hands of the governor because there was a a governor back in the day that was selling pardons at prisons. (laughs) Wow. That's a true story. Wow. That's Georgia <laughs> as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got an oldie but goodie. Let's uh, let's go back in time a little bit. This is uh this is Donald Trump. We're gonna win so much, you may even get tired of winning. And you'll say, please, please it's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Do you do you feel like um that do you feel like that happened? <laughs> is no, this what he's talking is this it? Huh? I don't think this is it either. Oh, all right. That was in the uh, in his campaign, the run up to the 2016 election. No, I know that, that. A rally. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying I don't remember the winning happening. I remember. Oh, okay. Got it. I Got remember it. him not winning the um, the popular vote. I remember right. him. I, I guess the closest thing he got to winning was hiring Bill Barr and having the Mueller report swept under the rug. Yeah. And, you know, he did. Win oh, the, the vaccines. He, he won by inventing the vaccines, which now nobody wants to give him credit for nobody. because that's uh, that's that's a liability on the right. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I was listening to uh, John Ziegler's podcast mm-hmm. and he um, he clearly recorded it before this fourth indictment came down. So he was still talking mm-hmm. about uh, January 6th, um, the indictment uh, from Jack Smith. Uh, I want to play this anyways because I, I know he means well, but I I think he's that type of old Republican white guy that doesn't realize when he says things that are just blatantly racist. He did. I mean, he may want to get convicted in Washington, D.C. because it'll be so outrageous to have a, a jury that's at least 90 percent Democrat and probably almost all black. Uh, convicting uh, the, this hero among many white people uh, who realize inherently that the system is rigged against him. I mean, you want to talk about <laughs> pissing people off. <laughs> so you're Damn, gonna, dude. You're going to have a group of... So first of all, um, I don't think he... I mean, I think he knows better than this. He's forgetting how jury selection works. Like, just because there is a majority population in a city, the the jury, the, the, the prosecutor in defense will still argue for a makeup that mo- more represents your peers, correct? Like, yes. like, it's not going to be like, oh, it's D.C., oh, it's Chicago, everyone's black here. Like, and, and that's something someone says that's never lived there. Like... Second, secondly, secondly, I know you won't forget. Secondly, I will, Alan, is because I already did. Damn it. Um, <laughs> secondly, is that he? What? What was the last part? He's oh right. So let's go with his hypothetical being true, and that everyone in the jury is black. And he's like, and it's going to be an outrageous, uh, uh, you know, misuse of justice that no one's going to be able to stand for. It's like, are you talking about black people or not? Like, if you want to talk about people that understand, like the, the justice system being used against them. That, like, be consistent with your, um, your argument. There. Yeah, or you know, racial assumptions. Yeah. Stereotypes. So, I mean, there certainly will be arguments about uh, potential change of venues. Obviously, Trump would rather not be tried in D.C. and probably also rather not be tried in Georgia. Um, and 
you know, they're going to fight over that. We'll see what happens. But there are. Do you know the other venue in Georgia? If they go to a federal court in Georgia is closer to Atlanta. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There are, there is precedent though, uh, because when Watergate happened, um, they tried to get the venue changed as well. And the judge said, judges said no. um, Because just at that point, I think DC was like 70% Democrat. Mm -hmm. Um, They said just because it's 70% Democrat doesn't mean the jury is going to be. There's people here that work in government, people here that are teachers and, you know, run stores. And and you also can't say that everybody here knows about this because it's a national story. Everybody everywhere knows about this. And even if people did know about it, for instance, there was the the Oklahoma City bombing trial. They did move that. Merrick Garland also. They moved it to Colorado. Yeah, but they didn't exclude people who were aware. Like, it's impossible right. to be unaware of some right. of these news stories, at least, you know, on the surface level. Yeah, that's so, not the bar. That's not the threshold no, to be ignorant to it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. There, but the, definitely expect a legal fight over change of venue. That's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be the end of the world if it does. The only disappointing thing is if it's held in a federal courthouse, it'll get rid of the cameras. So none of his other trials yeah. are going to have cameras in the courthouse because they're all federal clock crimes this being a state uh charges it'll be at a state court and i think you know i I just i think america deserves to watch it on tv i agree um little comic relief i was listening to hunk with mike bridenstine this was before the announcement but this is still a pretty funny take by one of the guests (laughs) i I don't i I think this is adam burke i don't know if this answers your question i have never been able to imagine like I'm doing that Doctor Strange thing that he did, where he like goes through all the permutations that can possibly happen. I I can never imagine Donald Trump dying in this country. I think he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna end up in a fucking banana republic. He's gonna end up like fucking somebody call Lizzo. <laughs> banana, banana, that was a banana you know I mean? reference. Uh, that didn't come up in our news stories this week. But Lizzo is under some controversy because she was out in Amsterdam with her backup dancers, and there was a sex performance going on involving a banana, and she encouraged them to eat it, perhaps more than encourage it. Which, um, yes. yeah. But anyways, it banana republic has been accused of fat shaming by some of her dancers. She's since been kicked off the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, really? So for all you listeners, that's quite a foot to accomplish such a kick. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) oh, all right. I'm done. Um, Yeah, I don't care about it took me a second to realize where he was going with that yeah i know right you're like dying yeah i I mean i have trouble imagining him not being alive like i can imagine joe biden dying tomorrow trump i'm like (laughs) really how yeah yeah. it's all those all those big macs yeah all the preservatives i know that's been my part i heard somebody talking today about the potential for if he were actually to go to jail the secret service would have to like be around i don't know if that's even true, i think that but... is true and i think the way that they've tied i've got a question about that i sort of have some stray thoughts down at the end here um the so yeah so so one of the ways people have worked around that is that they would hire secret service agents to be guards in that prison oh interesting yeah um i have a suggestion hmm. uh, can you look up the population of the island of elba and see if there's still room there for former dictators is it too late for uh napoleon jokes like is that just it's never not... too late okay for all right cool. jokes. Uh, there's thirty one thousand five hundred and seventy two mm, shit okay probably a little bit more than it's probably enough night probably enough space 18 12 or whenever he got sent there <laughs> All right. Um, okay. One last thing. Uh, this is the last sound uh, about Trump. This is um, the sad thing. 
they asked him, they asked him about his time in office and uh, he gave a statement. The sad thing is it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared. And very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly. This <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into our best of the left. I put best of the left first because I just I feel like he's just doing this much in a row on. Um, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, so this first one is a literal campaign ad for Joe Brandon. Um, he brought out the big gun. He went and got Obama if he wasn't banging dudes. He's like, can you leave these <laughs> men alone? Can we address the conspiracy that Michelle's a man? That that's been um, that's been a conspiracy that's been run up with run with quite yes. a lot by yeah. Alex Jones and Ilk. Um, I think that's the first place I heard it. Uh, I, I don't care for the um, well, I don't care for the conspiracy for one, but I don't care for the yeah. evidence people provide. They're like, look at this dress. There's a bulge in it. It's like I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think that's and they also clothing. They play clips of Obama allegedly calling her Mike. Oh, yeah. They're doctored or whatever. In fact, they often refer to her as Mike, just sort of disrespectfully. That's what people say her name is. Right. That she's Mike. Mm-hmm. Because she was and fit, I guess. Like, because <laughs> toned arms. Like, well, I mean, the conspiracy is that she's a man, right? Yeah. And, and then he said he likes dudes. Sometimes he said he thought about it. Thought about it. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, he he brought that guy out uh, for uh, for this ad. Hey, hey. You know, this time of year, we all keep getting pinged with political fundraising asks. But here's the thing. Here's the deal. Giving five or ten bucks, whatever you can, to Joe Biden's campaign makes a real difference. Edit. Can you pitch There's in? An edit there. Why? Why would you have to edit? It bugs me. I watched this so many times. I, why? He should have been able to just record it. Like. One take. Yeah. Makes a real difference. Can you pitch in and get $5 right now? I know Joe will appreciate it. Joe's behind the camera. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> he did a thanks, Obama joke. Thanks, Obama. That's <laughs> Thanks, Obama. All right. There we go. I think that's going to have some shelf life. Yeah, um, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's fine. Um, everything about that annoyed the fuck out of me, though. Like it was cutesy. Um, it like just asking for five dollars, having to edit. Like, who are you, Donald Trump, taking an hour and a half to do a thirty minute, thirty second video? <laughs> it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, well, I think people get tired of how long these elections are drug out now. Where yeah. you know we're what eighteen months away from yeah the election. Yeah, something like and that. It's, it's already like all over the place. People are talking about it. Well, some people are. Um, it feels exhausting. You know, like. Yeah. It used to be, it feels like there'd be like a six month, maybe a I've said it before in 2003, yeah. people were complaining that they were already talking about the 2004 election in the summer. Right. Yeah. Here we are. We've been talking about it for a year already. <laughs> and it's not just us. I mean, no. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all over. Um, I don't, I can't believe this is real. So first of all, did you see that the grand jury, um, everybody on the grand jury, their name and information was shared? Yeah, it's the like page three or four of the. Uh, that seems kind of fucked. Like, uh, I guess they all agreed to it. Um, they must have. But um, so here is the jury four person on MSNBC. Um, I wonder what you think about this. This has not been making good waves on the right. Personally, want to hear from the former. President. I wanted to hear from the former president. This this is an adult. Do you see this person? I'll share yeah, listeners. I'll share the video. Uh, I'll share this in our stories. But honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump. 
of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that it. would be an awesome moment. Personally. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen that clip, actually. Uh, that's pretty funny. I can understand why people will be pissed off about that. But Grand Jury. So this is a serious person. Once- like the the results of that person's thoughts and actions are. Hey, that's one of it's one of your peers, Dustin. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's right on par. With <laughs> that's a great point. You got me there, Alan. Uh, I can see why people would be upset about that. But once they are done serving their term All in the over- grand jury, they're allowed to make public appearances. There are certain things they can't share, uh, but they are yeah. allowed to do. No, that. I and just would think that most of these people would have preferred to be private. I would, I would imagine. Sure. But I don't know. Yeah, get your um, fifteen minutes of fame, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if that's you don't want that smoke, man. Yeah, probably not. No, I wouldn't do it. This clip. This is the clip that's been really pissing off Mag- Magadonians, Maga- Magatogas or whatever. Magatogas. Um, <laughs> all right. So I don't, I don't know, Alan, I don't know how much of MSNBC you watched last night. Did you watch your Rachel's? I watched about three hours, maybe four. Did you watch your Rachel? I did. Well, some of it. Yeah. Oh, some so it did you see we this? Recording. All over the country right now, people are wondering what Hillary Rodham Clinton <laughs> is thinking, watching oh. things unfold in Georgia. She is the former Democrat. One laugh. She's still laughing. I did, New York and Secretary I did see of State. this. I should tell you, she has a new essay out in the Atlantic on the well-being of Americans and our democracy. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness. Madam Secretary. She just, can- happened, she just happened to be coming on MSNBC last night, Alan. Just a coincidence. <laughs> With the night that her political rival had his fourth indictment. You know what? He's had so many indictments. At that point, the odds are Hillary was going to be there. That's a good point. Yeah, she was around. Yeah. She oh, was around. I can't really nice believe this. <laughs> yeah. Let me back that up. See, it's called The Weaponization of Loneliness. Madam Secretary, fancy meeting you oh, here. Oh, I can't nice believe this. <laughs> yeah, this is not the circumstances Leaning in back which in the I expected chair. to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you, but honestly, Do you want to keep um, listening to I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. Got a Yet another set of indictments. <laughs> this is something... Um, this is Thanks, Robert Oppenheimer. I don't want to have to listen to her anymore. You, you want to know something funny? Uh, so yes. actually, when that interview came on, I did have MSNBC on, but I had the volume down. Was that what we were reading, doing the show? I was reading the uh, indictment because we had gotten the copy. They had released oh. it. <laughs> so I didn't finish it, but I got a lot. A you're lot. like looking up and you're seeing Hillary Clinton with yeah. Rachel just laughing with their teeth out, fucking slapping each other's knees. Yeah. I didn't even bother. To it was that. like fucking uh, I, you told me that was Kamala Harris. I'd be like, yeah, someone's laughing. Probably. Uh, all right. Let's get to best of the right. Um, Alan, do you remember when I played you this clip? I think it was last week, but no, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, Vivek, the rapper. Oh, uh, in college, oh, you were. The, I've seen the video. You were a libertarian rapper. If I say my name's Vivek, it rhymes with cake. It ain't about thee. It is about me. It is about thee. The United States is about liberty. So Fox and friends, join us on the trail. We'll have some fun. I'll see you out the trail. Very nicely done, sir. Well, he had a follow-up performance at the Iowa oh. State Fair, Alan. Did you see that? No, but I hope he was more prepared. Uh, oh, he, you know what? He used someone else's lyrics this time, so okay. it was much better, Alan. Much okay. better, Alan. Can't wait. Mom, spaghetti. Mom, spaghetti. Mom, spaghetti. I will go until you tell me to stop. 
I think I got a sound for that, don't I? Uh, yeah. I will go till you tell me to stop. <laughs> I'll just be your secret so- lover. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'll be the best sex you will ever have. I'm not going to play the last one. I know you don't like the other one. The one about grapes. <laughs> I don't like that one. I don't either. Um, okay, so actually, that wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, it was karaoke, so it was fine. Right. And it but was, the, actually, and it was people, like the widest hip-hop song that's ever existed. Like Most people actually have trouble right. rapping like that, though. Even rappers don't sound that great live often. Uh, so that wasn't too bad. He could control his breathing. He could get it out there. I would have rather he changed some of the words to be more like political and just right. karaoke singing the song. That would have been, made more sense to me, but you know, uh, let's move on. So um, we've got, this one's about Hunter Brandon. Um, oh, all right. So, uh, so this is a Fox news clip. This is um, Republican congressman uh, just moving the goalposts and the Fox news host straight up calls him out on it. Well, we, we've right. never claimed that we have direct money going to the president, but many members of his family have received money from foreign governments. A moment ago, which is you said, we never claimed that um, any money was funneled directly to the president. That is precisely the claim uh, that the chairman of your committee, James Comer, and also Jim Jordan, Comer. have made many times on the public record. We are, on this we are putting an investigation together. <laughs> yeah, just what else can wow. I do? Change the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, five million for the big guy, ten percent for the big guy, or whatever. Five million. That's five million? The, again. That's the FBI informant that said that. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that at some point. Um, you know, one thing that is interesting about that is that um, that that special counsel, mm-hmm. his, I don't know which side of the story is who, but. Well, yeah, his side of the story is he wanted to be assigned a special as special counsel, but he was still a state attorney. And do you mean Jack Smith? No, 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 no. no. For um, Hunter Hunter's. Oh, I keep okay. I keep wanting to say the guy's name is Ellis, and it's not Ellis. Can you look up what the special counsel is for um, for Hunter Biden? Anyway, so that guy he has said that he was requesting to be made special counsel so he could have more privileges for investigating it and garland is saying that he never was asked that and one of those things is true and i mean i suppose the special counsel will get to the bottom of that and somehow not prove his side of it um yeah weiss weiss that's right that's not the same as ellis ellis was the guy in die hard that thought he could negotiate with um hans gruber remember the cokehead yeah yeah hey hans bubby put the gun away (laughs) Uh, radio, That's not what television. I, do. I negotiate. Yeah, I'm an M and A guy. Yeah, I make I make multi million dollar deals over breakfast. I can deal with yeah. this Euro trash. I remember that line. That was a good line. Hans, Bubby. Okay, uh, where are we at here? I've got Matt Gates with Trump in Iowa. This was a big deal. Uh, if he didn't get indicted, if they indicted me, that's a really good impression, by the way. Right? Like that's the way he's saying that. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so Matt Gates was in Iowa campaigning with Trump, and you know the video's lousy because it's in, it's shot in the dark, which really tells you a lot about the language used. I'll play it. If anything's unclear, I'll say it. We are having a great time at the fair. We love standing with you, but we know that only through force do we make any change in a corrupt town like Washington, D.C. And so to all my friends here in Iowa, when you see them come for this man, know that they are coming for our movement and they are coming for all of us. And as hard as you see them work, I need you working ten times harder, a hundred times harder, 
All right. Uh, so a lot of that was garbage sound. What you, First, when you see them coming for Trump, that means they're coming for us and our movement. And, I they're, think and they're coming for all of you, too, which is hilarious right. because they couldn't come for Trump if he didn't make things so bad for himself. If he didn't ignore the subpoenas to turn in the documents, they would have just treated him the way they treated Mike Pence and Joe Brandon. If he would have not called and sent a letter to the secretary of state of Georgia, we wouldn't be seeing any of the investigation that led right. to him and 17 or 18 of his friends being in trouble. Um, I mean, yeah, right. But yeah, that's these are all self-inflicted. Wounds. They're, they're not coming for you. They're com- coming for someone who oh. broke the law. I'm unless talking about the, yeah, unless you're a co-conspirator. Yes. <laughs> unless you are one of 19 people, uh, yeah. in, in Georgia, in the Georgia case, the, the other thing, the more important thing was earlier on. So I guess it was kind of hard to hear. He said only through force do we make change in Washington. Oh, I didn't understand the force. Part yeah. Interesting. Maybe you don't want to bandy that word around after Jan six. Huh? I, don't I mean, know. it's not a stretch to say that that's a call for violence, right? Like, how yeah, else I mean, would he mean only through force, like threats, right? I'm sure that uh, in a court of law, they could say that was free. Well, what do you think? He wasn't he calling for violence oh. specifically, but okay. you know, I don't think really realistically there's any other way to see it. I mean, he did in the sentence saying we're going to march, but I mean, I think that was just because he wanted to say the words big boy we're like next time. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over, but I think people were right to call that dangerous to say, you know, I mean, that's, you're, you're yeah. right. That falls within free speech. It totally does. Uh, uh like as we've covered plenty of times and, and unless you take actions towards those things that are, um, you know, otherwise not legal. Should I move on? Yeah. Okay. I've got another Chris Christie. This is Chris oh. Christie talking back to Trump after he uh, made fun of him for uh, being a big fat slob or whatever he said <laughs> last week. Uh, this is Chris Christie on, I don't know, MSNBC. Oh, it's on Newsbacks. It says. Where? On the yellow. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Chris Christie on Newsmax talking shit at Trump. I mean, to spend $40 million of middle class donors' money on your own legal fees when you are a billionaire. Um, to, to spend $250,000 of donor on re, refurbishing your plane, spend $108,000 on a stylist for your wife and call it political strategy consulting. I mean, these things are just wrong. Um, and, and the fact is that people, when they hear those things, I think will be compelled to believe they're wrong as well. Um, spend your own money on your legal fees. You're running short of it. You know, go sell Trump Tower. Um, you don't live in New York anymore anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's going hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, to be fair, I, I'm sure there are plenty of politicians that write off questionable spending as political activity. Um, so he's probably not alone there, although most of them don't claim to be billionaires. To be fair, he's not a billionaire. Campaign. Yeah. I mean, I think he, that's fine. He claims to be highly wealthy. Oh, all right. All right. Um, I mean, sure. I mean, he's leveraged debt, but sure. Sure. Oh, I got Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis in Iowa, walking through the state fair, got a nice treatment from the the locals. The guy tried to steal, take her. Oh man, he's getting into a fight with an Iowan. He's a rock on tour and roused about. What? Is, what? <laughs> a rock on tour and roused about. She's stirring up trouble out there. Oh yeah, the yes. I thought that had something to do with the same person. Oh yeah. No, no. Where do you get? Where do you get this phrase from? Did you make this up? Uh, it's from a song. I'm familiar with rock on tour as a word, plus Jack White's many bands. 
it's from a song. Maybe it's a rancid song. Okay. Oh God. Did your phone just go off? Yeah, it did. Oh, you gave me a heart attack, bro. <sighs> I thought I was gonna have to drive up to Bowling Green and work on a Sam's Club. <sighs> okay. You're good. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I had another clip of some woman screaming at someone. Oh, you know oh, what? It's, it's with Tom Pence. Waits. Really? Tom Waits. Small change. Small change got around. rained on with Zone Thirty Eight. Yes, that one. Huh. Roustabout. What is it? Raconteurs. Raconteurs and roustabouts. Oh yeah, I can hear that. Okay. Yeah. Gravelier though. Yes, okay. Gra- okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, can you move your fucking cursor, Alan? Thank you. Um, so this is Fox News host. Uh, Fox News host keeping it real, I guess we'll say. Mm. This is what they're getting. But, you know, I saw Nancy Mace, who, you know, has been all called over TV. Well, American called it a lie, but also said that, you know, Joe Biden's someone who can't find his own pants. I'm sorry, what does it say about the GOP if a guy who can't find his own pants is consistently winning against you? And I think that she should back off that kind all of right, rhetoric. All right, that's worthy of a response from Sean Duffy. And this is what is it? I don't know who Sean Duffy is, but... I don't either. Um, yeah, that's Jessica Tarlov, who's a Fox News host. Which I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Like, just put up a different candidate and your party will do better. <laughs> Especially in the way she term. chose to make the argument. But. Yeah. That, what? That if you're losing you to someone. Yeah. Yes. Oh, We're this was losing. the clip that has the same person in it. Okay. So in this one, this is Mike Pence at the Iowa State Fair as well. By the way, I sent you that video of um, RFK walking, walking through the State Fair. It was like five minutes long of just him walking and interacting with people. And I couldn't mm-hmm. turn away from it. Like... He's got a magnetism to him, man. Well, I mean, he is a Kennedy. That's that's true. That's true. He's charming Irish is what you're saying, right? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that? Okay, probably less racist. Uh, so this is Mike. Shut up, Alan. This is uh, <laughs> this is Mike Pence at the Iowa State Fair. Hey, I don't know what that means, but it does that sound like what their cult has overtaken their religion? Because <laughs> yeah, I've also heard wild. of people like like denouncing the Sermon on the Mount, being like Jesus was too much of a pacifist, turning the other cheek doesn't represent us. We need a fighter. I swear to God, I've heard that. Wow. Yeah. Like, just it's think so about that wild. for a second. Like, this man died for your sins, and this right. guy is trying to not go to jail. <laughs> it's it's so wild to me that he still manages to hold on to that segment of his base. Well, I'm convinced that this lady is a crisis actor. So watch this video oh, listeners. Okay. She's got a green hat on and glasses. Far from a Christian. Far from a believer. Look at that. Take a good photo. Right she's here. Abraham Lincoln. Yep. And you all know it. That guy, traitor. Okay. Um, and I didn't know if there was a little uh, at the end there. So this is the same person. And so, like I'm saying, I smell a performance, or as Alan would say, a raconteur and a roustabout. Um, <laughs> different location at the fair, and uh, but she saw a camera. I'm going to vote for the guy with the most impeachments and the most indictments. This is what you would say if you were trying to get people uh, riled up online and you wanted attention, right? Like, I don't. I'm not saying that she's doing this for someone else's agenda, but I think she knows that this gets on a camera. And this is what you attract. She's trying to go viral. What is it? um, There's some catchy phrase where it's like something clowns, you get a circus or something like that. Like you start a a circus, you're going to get clowns. I'm not not the phrase. That's not it, Alan. No, it's the fool. You don't get fooled again. Anyway. (laughs) 
I'm going to vote for the guy with the most impeachments and the most indictments because that guy, he knows where all the corruption is, and this time it's like clean house. So with the indictments, is, does that make you want to vote for Trump more, the same or less? The more indictments. Do the indictments make you want to vote for Trump more? Does that make you feel I, stronger? I feel voters? like. <laughs> Not necessarily. I just know that like Trump is like he's the guy. He's the guy that's going to go in and sweep up this corruption. Anybody with a heart and a brain can see what our country is doing. We're the only. We're the only. I think I'm doing the interview. I have a nice day. See, she's even kicking someone else from being there, right? Yeah. So the thing is, is like our country is the only country with the borders open. But the liberals are like, oh no, the borders are not open. They're completely wide open. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she definitely, she wants to be on camera. She wants to try to go viral. I mean, when she says, the guy that with all the indictments knows more about corruption than anybody else. Well, what are you saying? Because he's corrupt? I mean, what the Yeah, I don't know, man. I, yeah. That's the next thing that. It, it is not, there's no logical consistency to no. it. Um, well, I think we are at this time in the show, though. It's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Did you know that we are not supposed to go to Walmart anymore? Are you still? I was unaware. Have you started going to Chick-fil-A now that you know that they have a diversity and inclusion? Oh, yeah. Every and, but you still don't go to Hobby Lobby, right? Right. Those okay. guys are assholes. And Target is off limits because of their pride. No, I, I like oh, that. Sorry. Okay, well, we don't go to Walmart. Call Walmart, because look at this. Girls trip, they're promoting women driving. <laughs> not okay. You know I mean. was really not expecting that based on the way this gentleman looks. <laughs> that very much surprised me what came out of his mouth. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Oh, you know those stupid uh, stickers that everything from California comes with that says it's going to give you cancer? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I lived in California, I didn't think it was Prop 65. Um, 65. You're thinking of Order 66. Right. Different one. That's from uh, Star Wars. That's when he killed all the orphans. Um, The the younglings. So Prop 65, when I lived in California, I was like, yeah, I get it. We voted for this. So all these packages that we open up have these warnings in it. And then I didn't realize that. In order to be in compliance with California, things made that are shipped to California, but then also Arkansas, Tennessee, Colorado, anywhere in the United States comes with that same warning label. And to the rest of the country, they're like, why am I getting this dumb warning from California? Does California think that I'm this stupid? Like, right? Like, and and I didn't consider that till I moved that like they didn't differentiate that by state that just gets sent everywhere. So it makes you look bad across the country. It's just easier for manufacturers just to make everybody no i get it but it has this effect to it where people in another state are like like why do i have to see this bullshit over laws passed in california and it causes this resentment there's actually a similar thing where i want to say california banned the use of regular incandescent incandescent bulbs in lamps that were sold so you could buy the bulbs separately um but if they were the bulb came with the lamp it had Uh, to be like fluorescent uh and so what manufacturers started doing is just not including bulbs with lamps well i mean gas mileage requirements were a thing too because california went up theirs and then yeah they don't make cars just for california um the okay so texas is amongst one of these other states like utah and i can't think of what the other ones are where they are 
you have to approve you have to age verify to get on like Pornhub and things like that right mm. oh yeah so um so a lot of states are basically they're moralizing the state is that a freedom of expression which pornography is if it's consenting and the people consuming it are consenting this is freedom of speech it's a it's an act Correct. right okay mm-hmm. um expression the so so by saying that they want to protect children from seeing it they are there are people that would like to limit the amount of um, pornography consumed. They think it's, uh, you know, there's a spectrum of this, right? There's people that are like, it's a sin. There's people like, no, but it corrupts your mind and it's really good for you to have a more healthy relationship with your partner, which like, I don't, I don't like, it says a lot about the people that make that statement Mm -hmm. because you can do both. If you aren't having a good relationship with your partner because you're watching too much pornography, you should address that. But we don't need to say, Hey, we need to protect children. And since I'm a parent, I'm going to leverage that and make everyone else change as opposed to just be a parent, raise kids, teach them to have a genuine relationship with their partners. And that sex and pornography is not a representation of making love because you know, Alan, you know what is what's that? He will strap it on and right up her anus. It depends, you know, but like, <laughs> That, that that's not porn. Okay, I think that's it. I think that's porn. Um, oh, hey, wait. I'm sure, on. it's a category. <laughs> and I've got it here. So, as a result of all of this, there's different ways that different states are crafting their laws that people have to be be compliant with. And in the same way that California created that blanket effect across the country, you're getting porn displayed like that where it's like the state of texas will say this here in addition to requiring age verification it also requires uh websites to post notices in 14 point font or larger the texas health and human services warnings about how watching porn is like dangerous to your self-esteem um potentially addictive that it's going to harm brain development and then i think in some way the best one this is the worst one is the most telling bit is that it also requires a warning that pornography increases the demand for prostitution, child exploitation, and child pornography. So- Not true. So no. they're moralizing and using that as as leverage because again, like we've talked about this for weeks after weeks, the, um, you can't you can't argue against that without being on the back foot. Right. They have the moral so high ground. They're they're posting that disclaimer before the. Uh... Video, the I good guess. stuff. Yeah, right before okay. you hear this. Um, I don't need to play this clip from The Good Liars. Someone behaving, you know, predictably, like being faced with Trump's allegations and being like, mm, "Well, I see what you did there," but nope. Uh, but thank mm. you for Slickets for sending that in. Um, here, I'm going to play this Jeff Jackson clip. So Jeff Jackson is Congressman, nice guy. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So um, he's talking about this. This is talking about um, a government shutdown. Do you, is that on your radar that there could be a shutdown coming up soon? Yeah, because they just kicked it down. They kicked the can down the road like they always do. Yeah, but it's so, September. Yeah. Man just came up to me. Yeah, you. Alan knows. Poor Tell goat. me so I can do the show with you about it. Find clips. Hey, are you Jack Jefferson? I said, that's pretty close. Jeff Jackson. Sure. He said, I got a question for you. Do you think we're going to have a government shutdown this year? And I said, probably. Yes. He asked why, and here's what I told him. The budget for the federal government runs out on the last day of September. 
Passing a new budget is actually passing 12 separate bills, and in the House, we've passed one. The other 11 bills haven't even come to a vote, but that's not because of Republicans versus Democrats. It's because there's an internal fight within the majority party about spending, but also whether to add a bunch of cultural issues like new restrictions on abortion, which is the official story. But here's what's really happening. This isn't about the budget. In the House, you've got a group of folks in the right flank who want to shut down the government. So they're asking for things they know everyone else in their party will say no to. Why? Because they know they will get wall-to-wall media coverage for every moment we're shut down. Every camera, every microphone in the Capitol pointed right at them day after day. The only real question is whether the Speaker is going to let him do it. If he wants to stand up to them, it means calling a vote on these budget bills that he knows his right flank will oppose, which means he will need votes from the other party in order to pass them. And if he does that, if he goes around his right flank, they will go ballistic and they might fire him. They've got enough votes to fire him as Speaker whenever they want. So from his standpoint, the path of least political resistance is probably to just let them have their shutdown. It won't be as catastrophic as default, which is what almost happened a few months ago. That was about not paying our debt. This would be about not funding the operation of the government itself, so a number of services would come to a halt. That's the latest. That's when you start seeing like national parks shut down, mm-hmm. um, certain people just being sort of furloughed. Furloughed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Deferring they, their pay, things like that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. You know, and then what sucks is when those people get hired back, they like compensate them for it. It's not just back pay. So it's like, oh, cool. So this was more expensive. Really fun. Glad you did that. <laughs> I don't know anything about this guy's voting record, but I, I, I just like his sanity. Exactly. Like he could vote <laughs> against everything I like. I'll be like, well, you're going to make a good decision up there. Maybe you knew more about that than I did. Or in some logical way, you came to this conclusion. Like, I, yeah, I'm telling you, man, we're at the peak of this shit. Let's hope so. I sure do, too. Um, what do I got? Oh, this is outrageous. This definitely fits in the culture war. Um, this is, where is this? Uh, West Virginia delegate, Sean Fluharty. He is, uh, he's, he's tearing apart Republicans for passing a sales tax exemption for people that bought private jets on the face of it. (laughs) That's a great argument, but in the context of the, the hearings they held the day before, it's even more outrageous. And this passion is awesome. Yesterday. We had amendment after amendment after amendment killed on this floor. We were told, not enough money. Not enough money. Not enough money for drug-free mother's program expansion of 200,000. Not enough money for building an infrastructure related to our food pantries to the tune of a million dollars. Not enough money for bulletproof vests for state troopers, $100,000. But today, we have enough money to exempt sales tax for personal jets. PJs. Personal jets. To the tune of $1.7 million. We could have funded those three programs and expanded them that I just mentioned and still had 400000 left over walking around money. Jesus. We found the money today. We heard time after time yesterday for hours that if we passed these amendments, it would take away from the needy among us the needy among us. That was the excuse. I didn't realize the needy among us were jet owners. Yes. Fuck, man. Unbelievable. Right? <laughs> wow. That's in West Virginia, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, the, what is it? No labels candidate country, right? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Manchin. 
Manchin. Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin. Um, Wait, is he? No, he's just regular Virginia, isn't he? No. Why do you get that confused? Think coal country. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Got it. Think of his coal company. <laughs> Think of his coal mining company, Alan. I, that should be easy for me should to be, pair yes. up in my mind. Yeah. Uh, it might not be a coal mining company. He has some um, energy. Some, uh, that's it. Yeah. Some fossil fuels. fuels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this has been bubbling up on right wing circles. I've seen it today, yesterday, um, kind of an extension of that, you know, the lasers from the sky stuff. Oh, no. Uh, how have, have you have you seen people on the right trying to connect Biden's response to Hawaii as a like an outrage and compare it to like Trump in um Puerto Rico, Texas. No, no. Oh. You know what's funny, Alan? I saw plenty mm. of people talk about Trump's response during Hurricane Harvey, promising to rebuild Texas. I didn't see them use it, throwing pa- toilet paper, <laughs> throwing paper towel rolls into the crowd like it's Dave and Buster's in Puerto Rico. I didn't see huh. them compare that That's one. Strange. Yeah, that is That's strange. Weird. That's really funny that you thought, said that because I didn't think of that. Great job, <laughs> Alan. Thanks, bud. Wow. Um, so, so basically, people are. People are getting outraged over a number of things. So I'll give you the spectrum. You, you haven't seen any of this, right? I have not. No. It will make it to you. I promise. Uh, okay. I, I've, I've seen. I can. I can feel it like rising tension wise. Mm. So and and percolating. Well, okay. So it, there there isn't anything there. So someone is like, we can say this, and then someone sees that and they share that. And and when things aren't genuinely that interesting, it takes a while for them to really take off, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you, this is starting to get to the sort of like a tipping point, in critical mass. Um, so the first things. I saw were the lasers. The second thing I saw was that uh, Biden uh, was asked to comment on it, and he said no comment, like the first day, the second day, something like that. Probably because all his aides are like, will you stop fucking talking without a script? Um, <laughs> and so he said no comment. And then um, there might have been something else, but then the other thing that I saw was that the, uh, c- trying to compare it to um, to Texas. Oh, and that uh, he, he gave out $700 checks to the people in Maui and I guess the outrage is like, that's not going to fucking help. It's going to bring my house back. Well, it didn't cure COVID either. Um, so let me play this clip from John Ziegler comparing it to George Bush and Katrina. President Joe Biden being asked at a distance by media about uh, the reaction to the wildfires in Maui. And he literally says he had just no comment. No, no comment. Now, and then gets into a limousine. Now, can you imagine if George Bush... And Katrina had just spent the weekend vacationing once again after having just gotten back from a vacation, you know, spending a vacation and and then getting into a limousine. Being is he at- talking shit about Biden taking vacations after another vacation while Trump played golf like every fucking day and had to have his <laughs> daily briefs written to him like his five year old? I, I was gonna mention that. Oh, but... sorry, buddy. Sorry. No, you're good. You're a good. Question from a distance by the media about this horrible tragedy, uh, you know, in Katrina, and saying no comment. Could you imagine George Bush saying that? It, like, okay, but here's the thing, right? Like, the real reason that George Bush got shit after Katrina wasn't what happened immediately. It was the fact that days later things got worse, and FEMA wasn't able to help anyone. This was an acute incident that was over almost as as immediately as it started because it was such a horrendous fire. Correct. There's nothing to do. There's people on the ground that, you know, he dispatched FEMA out there. There's people on the ground that are there and and helping people. There isn't something that the, I mean, he can fly to Hawaii. I'm pretty sure you'd call that a vacation though, wouldn't you? Like, (laughs) did you see he went to the big island? Fucking loser. Uh, Like, 
and and the seven hundred dollar checks, like, yeah, I think it's kind of dumb, but I don't really care. Do you? Like, I, no, I, and if that helps people, you know, get some groceries or a hotel room or something like that, that's you know. Did you great. notice I was quoting Melania's jacket when I said I don't really care? Do you? <laughs> I didn't do you remember that jacket. Yes, that was very clever of you. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, your point. What's he Bush's supposed to do? What's what's Bush, okay? Go ahead. The response to Katrina was criticized because FEMA was just completely ineffective. Didn't seem like they could get their shit together, and, and it was a disaster. People were suffering far longer than they should have after that after that uh, hurricane hit. So that was the that was the reason that that Bush was criticized. That's not the case here. No, I, these I people need homes, and uh, you know, yeah. if anything, they need Jimmy Carter out there with his Habitat for Humanity to build all go. these homes overnight. Yeah, good old Jimmy. Good old Jimmy. Cannot believe he's still alive. Um, I know. All right. Well, let's wrap. Karma. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just getting back all the, all the positive that he, he got so fucked over by Reagan, like on the eve of the election, like making sure that the hostages don't get out. And, uh, so I mean, he's just getting back from that. I, I also, we don't need to praise him too much. Um, I want to close out our culture war segment with this governor of Utah, Republican. So, so do you remember how that guy got shot by the FBI last week? The guy that got shot by the FBI, which, uh, which one? <laughs> the guy that was like, if Biden comes to Utah, I'm going to shoot him. Oh, with that my guy. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Um, so, suit, yeah. yeah, the whole the whole reason that happened was because he was saying that in anticipation for Brandon coming out there. Correct. Yeah. So the governor was asked something along the lines of like, you know, do you expect to have a warm reception for him? You know, are you going to you're a Republican? He's a Democrat, something like that. So this this is how we'll wrap up our culture war segment. Some question over whether or not the governor of the state of Utah would welcome the president of a different party. I think it's insane that we are having those conversations in our country today. I, I so appreciate my blue state partners, governors who welcome President Trump, and we welcome President Biden here. We honor this office of the presidency. When the president succeeds, America succeeds, and we want to find ways to work together. We also do want to push back when we disagree, and I think we've gotten really good at that part. Uh, but we need to remember the uh, we need to remember the other part of that equation that makes us so proud to be Americans. Uh, there has been. A nice, warm, and fuzzy to close out the, the culture war. Yeah, I like it. yeah. I like it. If anyone, I gotta find a way to turn that clip into a um, a major key, so it'll be like America. Oh, I'm sure you could do that. Maybe Audacity. Maybe. Yeah, there's probably. I mean, yeah. formula. Um, can I play a China clip for you? Sure. All right. It's not China is asshole. I'm sure I'll no. get a chance to play that on this. Yes. So I got this clip sent in by Wei uh, talking about China. Um, oh, I've seen this guy before. Right. Yeah. It's uh, Dr. Hui Li. Is that Wei's, how uh, shared clips of him. Before, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but this one was really insightful. Um, so this is why household consumption as percent of GDP is so low in China and it's tied into their savings, but it's also tied into, well, the CCP, obviously. So two months ago, I talked about how the extremely low household consumption in China contributed to the country's high saving rate and fast growth. A lot of people have been asking me why people there spend so little. What's the secret? China is able to keep the wage low despite the GDP because labor unions and collective bargaining are not allowed. If you send so that's, that's one way to do that. 
<laughs> not a WeChat message to your coworkers and be like, "Hey, let's get the unionized or something." Well, the cops will be the first to contact you. In China, there's no bigger crime than getting organized. The CCP doesn't care particularly about your wage bargaining, but being organized itself can give people political power, and that's considered the source of all evil. Unions aren't the worst if you dare form a political party. Yeah, yeah. How, so basically, if you start a union, it's basically going to be a competitive、uh, party to the CCP. Correct. Anyway, the second reason that keep household consumption low is the fact that there's no social safety net for at least half of the population. China does provide some welfare in urban areas, but you have to be a formal resident of that area to enjoy it. The moving is no longer illegal, but changing a formal place of residence is still next to impossible. Let's say in the U.S., if you're born in the countryside and、uh, you want to become a New York resident, all you need to do is to move there, and like magic, you're a New Yorker. <laughs> not the case in China. If you have a rural or small town hukou, no matter how long you live in a big city, you are not the resident, and you don't have access to their public schools, health insurance. Or pension or anything, you know. What- so it's not just that people won't accept you if you move from a rural area to a city. They, you, you are access to services provided by this. You、city. won't have access to it because you don't get to change your 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 status as a citizen to being、mm-hmm. someone that is a citizen of that city. And he'll、right. explain that more. Crazier. Even if you're born in that big city, as long as your parents are rural residents, you're still considered a rural baby, and you can't go to a public school in that city. It sounds like a caste system because it is. <laughs> you can see urban and rural residents mixed in the same space, but you almost never see them date each other, let alone get married. They're de facto segregated because their education, income, and social connections are vastly different. Without welfare, what do people do? Well, they have to save money for their own education, healthcare, and、um, I. Employment fund. So there's no extra money for leisure consumption. To summarize, the low household consumption is caused by two things: no unions and no welfare. Sounds like heaven for Republicans. <laughs> Maybe you can say these are the advantages of authoritarian systems because they have the power to control your desire for consumption and save money on your behalf.、Um, you know, one thing that I don't know how to square and.、Um... Uh, with what he's saying, because I be- I understand what he just described. Can you describe it at all? Maybe there's any anybody that couldn't understand him. Um, I mean, you don't have to recap was, the whole thing. I'm not going to ask you that. Right. So essentially, because of the way that the CCP controls economic policy in the country, you you have little choice as to what you don't you don't have extra funds to to buy more stuff with because. You're kind of left to your own devices. Yeah, yeah. You need to、yeah. save, but okay.、Yeah. So the thing that that doesn't square with is that Chinese tourists were spent more than any tourist、uh, prior to the pandemic. When Chinese went abroad, they spent more than any other nationality yeah, that's, on on vacation. But the people that are going on vacation from China、uh-huh. are elites.、Got、they、it. are they're the people that are. You I, know, I thought that was the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.、Um, let's stick with China a little bit. It's only about a minute,、uh, maybe maybe a minute and a half.、Uh, updates on the flooding because it didn't stop. It's ha- it, the, the you know it's still flooding in China.、Um, you might not see any horrible footage of it because it's not in Beijing, and they're going to touch on that. Typhoon Doksuri first hit Fujian Province at the end of July. It then traveled up the east coast, hitting the Beijing, Tianjin, and Hebei areas before dropping. Now I don't know where any of those places are, but I am looking at a map in this video. So if you think of China. 
the coast is on its right or what the east right mm -hmm. so if you were to start maybe three quarters of the way down its coast and then go up just going just from the bottom to the top along that whole eastern coast right yeah there's a top on the upper east side of china that kind of looks like the gulf of mexico a little bit so it kind of stops right there yes okay Yep. copious amounts of water on Heilongjiang no, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so it hit the whole coast all the way up there. No, it kept going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that part you're calling Gulf of Mexico, I believe that's called Mongolia, but I could be wrong. According God to State it. Media, Beijing broke a 140-year flood record. The Beijing Meteorological Service said it got 30 inches of rain in four days. That's what Beijing usually gets in the entire month of July. That's still a lot. Neighboring Hebei oh, uh, province yeah. got 39 inches, which is twice the yearly average in just three days. Jesus, Jesus. To say it was devastating is an understatement. Across the entire Northeast, streets were turned into rivers. Rivers were turned into lakes. Cars and buses were swept away. Houses were demolished. Bridges collapsed. And businesses lost tons of merchandise, crops, and animals. We'll spare you the footage of the animals, though. We're also sparing you the footage of human beings being washed away. There were a lot. I mean, some of these people have had their houses washed away that they're talking about. They're, they're being promised that they can return home by winter. And realistically, that just seems hard to believe. Aren't there? I, b I believe I've read allegations that people are saying that the government purposely opened damways. Yes. Uh, that flooded smaller towns. Do you want me to play a little bit more? Save. He's going to talk yes. about it. Yeah, here, let okay. me go to that part. So it's uh, Hebei province, I believe. Victims aren't angry about the fact that a dangerous typhoon ripped through their area. What most are complaining about online right now is how it was handled by the government. You see, Beijing is usually pretty dry in the summers. I mean, it gets rain, but not this much rain. And so when the typhoon rains hit, Beijing was quickly overwhelmed. Beijing is, of course, the center of government and the home of the Chinese Communist Party. They couldn't let it get destroyed, so they sent the water somewhere else. That's right. By so Beijing sits in the center of Hebei province, I believe. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like an island within a province, right? Right. So uh, Hebei, H-E-B-E-I... Why? I'm not sure. Something Deliberately like flooding towns down... So they sent the water somewhere else by deliberately flooding towns downstream of Beijing. Hebei's party secretary, Ni Yue-Feng, took heat online for saying Hebei province, which surrounds Beijing, <laughs> should act as a moat for the capital. Well, he was getting heat until government censors stepped in. But making Hebei province into a moat is just what they did. Officials in Hebei province opened floodgates and spillways in seven low-lying flood control zones to prevent rivers and reservoirs from overflowing in Beijing and the region's other metropolis, Tianjin. I think we can stop there. You can imagine yeah. if they're doing that there, they're doing that in other places. There was up to 23 feet of water in some places. That's, I mean, they said that what, they got more rain in three days than they get in a year yeah. that, in some places. Yeah. That's just... And not warned in advance. So those places yeah. where they got the 23 feet of water... They were warned, um, they were warned, but it wasn't with enough time to evacuate. They were warned like a couple hours before. By the way, in Hawaii, they have like a huge uh, siren system and it didn't turn mm -hmm. on. That's mostly for tidal waves though, isn't it? Or I don't tsunamis? know. I don't know. It's disappointing though. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, not warned in advance. So, um, and, and now if you think about it, if people are getting upset about this, uh, all this rain is a big deal, but what, what's the real disaster for China? 
Well, it's going to be protests. All the oh, okay. Protests. Yeah. Well, not only that, there's going to be a lot of people hungry. If yeah. all those crops got destroyed, all those businesses lost merchandise, those homes destroyed, and water damage. You know, if you have 23 feet of water sitting over your city when you when it finally eases, it's it's just you got to start gonna, over. It's going to stink. Yeah, it's going to stink. It's, it's going to be moldy. Destroys everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but in reality, it's going to leave disease. Right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have. Um, yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, that on top of. I don't remember if we had in the headline show last week or not, but their exports in July fell 15% on top of falling, I think, 12% the month before that. Yeah, but that's they're what exporting. the numbers that they're actually telling us, right? Right. That's the official right? Numbers, probably Because the headline came out today that they're hiding youth unemployment. They're not even counting yeah. it now. It got so bad. They're like, look, well, we don't trust this number anymore, so we're not going to factor it in. And even prior to that, they only counted 16 to 24-year-olds who lived in cities. Right, right. This is like when they include 18-year-olds and in, um, children that die from gun violence. Right, Alan? Oh, sorry, like I had yeah. you for a while there. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I was I was listening to a podcast about that today, and the uh, China expert said something like she would estimate that the actual unemployment rate in that in the uh, younger people, college graduates, was probably closer to fifty percent. Dang, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, but it also makes sense with everything yeah. else that you know there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we will probably have more to talk about China next week. Um, let me play this. This will be our last clip of the week, and then I'll ask you some questions, maybe. Um, this is a clip from The Economist this morning. They were talking about a type of... Um, so they were talking about these candy bombs. So candy bombs oh, are these yeah. like improvised explosives that are being mass-produced, or what you would think of as improvised explosives, but they've found ways to sort of mass-produce them. And all these... like. I think they called them like artisan craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really got into this story. And, you know, I got to say, I, th- I feel like when if, if maybe I'll set you up before you hear it. So no need to save it as a punchline. I think Uncle Teddy would be really proud to hear this clip from The Economist. <laughs> well, for starters, one of the Wild Bees printers, a uh, guy based in Lodz, Poland, I spoke with him. Manuel Zamidzinski makes the components for a candy bomb 27 centimeters tall. They call it the big egg. He says his production cost is about three euros and 50 cents. He's working on a 3D printer that he purchased for about one thousand two hundred dollars. Another advantage that Teddy would never use a 3D printer, though, too much technology. I mean, that's true. It's weird, though, because, I mean, he really could have been more effective if he just embraced it. Some respects may even be more important is that candy bombs can be made in all sorts of weights and sizes, which means you can make better use of the payload that the drone. This is is a reporter. You can make better. So, like, basically what he's describing is that people now, these people happen to be in a war zone. He's describing to you how people can make very effective weapons out of, you know, what you got lying around the house and <laughs> attach it to a drone, which you can buy. Uh, but, you know, not in America, not not here. <laughs> Some of the candy bombs are even designed to specialized shape charges, which are used against armored vehicles. Yeah. Now, you see, keep that in mind next time somebody swats yeah. your house here. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, don't go getting any ideas. <laughs> Paul's got plenty of ideas. Don't I'm you sure worry. He does. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? This works with that. Um, do you want a genuine joke that I wrote, or do you want sort of like a deeper thought that I'm not quite worried about? In fact, I'm not worried at all about. Oh, I don't, genuine joke sounds fun. 
So I was listening to a song. Um, I don't know. I don't know what song it was, but I heard a guy say in the song that love is like a train. <laughs> okay. And I was like, yeah, I could see. It's probably like a country song. I think it was a blues song, but like, I was gonna say, probably it sounds like blues. Yeah, love is like a train. I, you can get that right. Like you know, it's tough to get going, but you keep your main. T- I could imagine like the metaphor. Well, uh, I have my own metaphor. Okay. Lo- love is a lot like a train. Sex is like a train. Asians and Europeans do it better. <laughs> that wrong that's pretty good i told that to natasha and she's like well you're an american does that mean you're saying you're a bad lover i'm like i mean that's the joke i think it is also you know public transit was really more of you know i'm not gonna say canadians do it better not gonna say canadians all right man i'll see you thursday all right man see you thursday hi guys when a guy's banging you y'all let me in his damn house oh how about that come in the name of peace l-m-f-a-o is kevin mccarthy a moron and if so why why would you say something that stupid i come without explanations or solutions i'm a very sexy lady cat turd i will not suffer this harlot (laughs) how great an anti-american marxist ted cruz go fuck yourself Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.